I consider it a gift sent through me. I think there was something bigger than me behind it. I'd say it was probably written entirely by a higher force. Foreigner frontman Mick Jones said this of the British-American rock band's 1984 power ballad from their fifth album, Agent Provocateur, a concept album. The religious elements of this song go beyond Jones' belief in higher forces. Backing vocals on the track were provided by Dreamgirls star Jennifer Holliday, and more importantly, the New Jersey Mass Choir, who used the power of God to record their part. We did a few takes, and it was good, but it was still a bit tentative. So then they all go around in a circle, held hands, and said the Lord's Prayer. And it seemed to inspire them, because after that, they did it in one take. I was in tears, because my mom and dad were in the studio too, and it was so emotional. Mick Jones. This performance would go on to become the group's biggest hit, stealing the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100 from Madonna's Like a Virgin in February of 1985 and becoming the 479th greatest song of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazine. That's right, this week on Lover Me, it's Foreigners, I Want to Know What Love Is. That's right, it's Lover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous love songs and their many cover versions, and compares them against one another to find out what love is. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my co-host Between the Lines, Alex Mildenberger. How was that for a, a descriptor? Co-host, co-host Between, the, between lines. the Lines. It sounds cool, but does it but mean it's... anything? No, it means nothing. Mm. Do not read Between the Lines of that descriptor, because there's nothing there. Um, we got a very special Valentine's special for y'all today. Joining us for the first time ever is two guests in the studio. Rather, on microphones. I just like saying in the we studio. Are. It is fun, but we are all in different rooms, as far as I know. Uh, that is correct, as far as I know, too. <laughs> it would be, it would be so very strange know, if we I'm weren't. in the studio. All right, so let's get introductions out of the way here. You might recognize her from the Bad Guy episode or her uh, podcast, Meditations with Vanessa. Is that what it's called? Yeah, sometimes I forget Yeah! Too. It's <laughs> Vanessa Knoll. Hello, Vanessa. Hello, how are you? Doing all right, you know, just just trying to get this, this, this plane off the ground, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Still one uh, more introduction to go. One more introduction to go. You know him. He puts the jar in Jardev. He is on this podcast pretty frequently. I keep telling him it's going to be for a video game song, and I never do it because I am a bad friend and a bad person. That's right. It's John Bell. It's me. Hello. Welcome, Hello, John, John Bell. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. One of these days there'll be video games. Yeah, soon. Soon. As soon lovely. as I can get myself a, a cheap copy of Dark Souls remastered. We're just re- I just need I just need a single mastering of it. I don't need you to remaster it. <laughs> it's worth That's it. That's all I need. So, Vanessa, you have told me, you emailed me and said that John Bell is now your business partner. Can you expand on that? He sometimes edits my videos. I didn't know I said it like that, but yeah, you said, he helped me with I'll, some videos. I'll tell you what We're you in said. business said, together. I was talking with John. And we would like to be on your podcast as a group in 2020 for a, quote, cheesy rock song. He's now mm-hmm. a low-key member of my online yoga team. It's pretty low-key. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty low-key. <laughs> Have I just elevated the key of it by exposing the relationship? No, I, I've what edited, like, three episodes. <laughs> I did thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, really, really busy. 
Now, I had now let me ask, uh, John, do you get paid for this work? I do, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Vanessa. You're welcome. <laughs> but he's a nice guy. If it's something really easy, he'll, he'll say no. But... That's yeah. true. I did do one for free. You're never supposed to work for free, but there was one. Yeah, tell me about it, dude. I'm out here writing fucking journalism articles for two bucks a pop. Oh, fuck. Not even Fiverr. <laughs> I pay Not better than that. Fiverr, man. <laughs> Shit. He's worked for Vanessa. Yeah, you should work for yeah. me then. I'll write your fucking copy. Write your episode descriptions. <laughs> the only problem is my episode descriptions are the free version. There isn't room for more than like two sentences. <laughs> two very good sentences <laughs> i don't know It'll after after the intro <laughs> <laughs> i will proofread them <laughs> that intro was solid how fucking dare you they don't hear the the yeah, version they don't, where i fuck they up. don't know <laughs> that's true i always thought you nailed it because i never hear the fuck ups well i mean it's only been like this one and the past two ones it's been it's been lover me where i've been slipping up oh it's just february yeah yeah Fucking um, John, ha hey. happy birthday to you, by the way. Oh, happy thank belated. you. John, I was going to say happy birthday to you, too, on this thing. Wow, thanks, guys. <laughs> I said happy birthday to him on his birthday. How does I it feel to be born that. on the day Buddy Holly died? Oh, my God. Don't even. Like, <laughs> you, you know, that a lot? basically 30. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> John, this is the year if you make it big in video game streaming, you can fucking die and be remembered forever. Oh, my God. That's older than like, oh yeah, Kurt Cobain was like 27 Club, 27. baby. Oh shit, okay, just need to make it through this year. That's right, just right on February yeah. 2nd, just bite the dust. And everyone's like, wow, John Bell. Part of the 27 Club, <laughs> he did it. <laughs> um, yeah, so you asked for a cheesy rock song. One, why? Two, why didn't you provide me with a specific song? <laughs> I wish I provided you with a specific song. I didn't know you were even going to invite me. I thought you forgot about it. I never forget. For like a month. <laughs> I just felt like that would be a good a good uh, thing that all of us, all four of us, could talk about. Um, so what, uh, in your eyes, what is a cheesy rock song? Did we nail it this week with I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner? Mm, that's a good question. It's definitely cheesy. But is it a rock it's song? It's mostly rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> I don't know, it sounds like it was like a holy song given to us by God from the intro. So, so thanks, you, you agree with Mick Jones that it, it, was, it, it was a higher power that delivered it to him? I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it also says, uh, Mick Jones claims that like he wrote and composed it, but he's, uh, there's an uncredited portion, which he claims to be 5% that goes to Lou Graham, uh, another member of the band. But if you ask Lou Graham, he says he did about 40% of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lou Graham's the higher power. Yeah, Lou Graham exactly. was God. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> That's like, I mean, breaking it down into such specific percentage is like, makes no sense anyway, right? Yeah. Because it's that so easy to really be like, weird. well, I mean, this part's more important. Or like, did you spend more time on it? Maybe, I don't know. I think you have to like, really well, care guitar, about getting so, credit for it if you're going to. Break it Which down. I think like, you must really believe in the song the to say, I did exactly this percent, and then this exact percent was so and so and so. Gotta get those royalties. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah, well, they're breaking up the check. <laughs> these guys hit number one on the chart with this, and then the New Jersey Mass Choir 
actually released their own version of it and it charted as well. I think it hit like 37. So like everybody's Which trying to get their cut on this song. Pretty good, I guess. Man, you yeah. go to the Wikipedia page for I Wanna Know What Love Is, and I thought it would just be Foreigner, but there's like five different versions all on one page. Yeah, and the crazy thing is of the cover versions it talks about, we're ta- talking about one of them from that page. <laughs> yeah, we're like not talking about the them. Tina Arena version? Yeah, where Mick Jones produced it, A, and B, wrote like a bridge section for it. Oh, we oh. are talking about the Mariah Carey version. We are talking about That's that version. Here. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, I'm spoiling it up top. Jeez. That's I'm I'm the loose cannon on this podcast. <laughs> Alex, you fucking rogue. <laughs> Alex, loose cannon, Mildenberger. I know he's always the loose cannon. So uh, before we dive into lyrics, uh, tell me what do you guys do? You guys like this song? Do you do you listen to it? Is it your favorite foreigner song? Because it's apparently the world's favorite foreigner song. I did not know it was a foreigner song for so long. What? Because everybody agree. knows everybody knows this chorus, right? But there was yeah. a point where I didn't know what it was even from. Like, I knew it was a song. And then it was, like, <laughs> on some foreigner best of I had. And I discovered that at some point. But, like, I don't know. It, it's it's a song that's just, like, entered the public consciousness somehow. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's it's taken on a life of its own. Yeah. But also, it's not that big a deal somehow. You know, well, it's, it's, not like that. it's a it's like a lesser deity. It was God. It was a God. And it wasn't like the best one, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, when you become a higher being, it's sort of like your first project. Yeah. It's like making a <laughs> make an OK power ballad. And he's like, yeah, I can do yeah. that. So it's it's good for the portfolio. He was tutoring but... under the God of music. This was his assignment. It's only the 479th greatest song of all time, sandwiched between Sabotage by the Beastie Boys and Last Night by the Strokes. Hang on, is Sabotage what? better? Than... No, Sabotage is 480. Okay, okay. The Strokes I think is this is actually the uh, lowest apparently. rated uh, song on that list we talk about. I think this is the lowest we've gone. Yes, we have not talked about White Rabbit. We did talk about White Rabbit, but not as... <laughs> no, we didn't no, talk about White it, Rabbit. That's been the subject. No. Um, yeah, so we're, we're really working our way down here. Scrap scraping the, the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, thinking about Fortner songs, I always thought Cold as Ice and Jukebox Hero were the two big ones. There are a couple that are like shockingly like I've heard on the radio more than those two, or I feel like more than those two. Like Oh well, um, like like hot blooded? Sure, hot blooded, but like Urgent, that I Pepsi think. Pepsi commercial comes up so like weirdly. Double Vision. Oh, that's not a big one, is it? I think it is. Really, I would have said there's like four big foreigner hits, and we already set them. Yeah. So the top top five on Spotify. I oh, want to yeah. know what love is. 1999 remaster. Two is waiting for a girl like you, which I have never heard of. Three is cold as ice. Four is jukebox hero, and five is hot blooded. So yeah, I guess Double Vision isn't that big. <laughs> but what are the numbers on the side? Show five more. Double Vision's nine. Because <laughs> I think hot blooded is probably like the most well known, right? No. I mean, it was it was in that 000. commercial, but that's it. Yeah, it was in that Pepsi commercial where he wants his old jeans back, but that's it. <laughs> and Urgent is the other one that was more popular than I expected it to be, but. I don't think I've heard that one. Yeah, I've definitely not heard that one. Or that was yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I know. Feels like the first time. Yeah, Yeah. I know that one. 
<laughs> that was okay. That was so there's like rock there's like four well. to six big hits. <laughs> yeah, that's foreigner for you, baby. Did you know they're British American? I mentioned this in the intro, but yeah, they're just intercontinental. You can tell Mick Jones is British from his quote about the from the his name, the Mick Prayer. Jones. I guess that as well as Mick, not a. <laughs> I, I just always associated it with like British people. American name. I feel like if you're from the Bronx, you could be Mick. Maybe. I just feel like if it's America, <laughs> they're like Mickey Mouse. No, that's not my name. It's too much of an association. Fair enough. I just think that because uh, he was because in the quote he says my mum and dad were in the studio too, and it's mum and not mom. That's oh, fun. I just yeah, I glossed over that. It how he's pronounced it, which is not different. Well, Alex. That's fun though, isn't it? Yeah, I like, guess. Like the artist's interpretation, or the whoever copied it down's interpretation of like, or it was. Well, a British it could be that they were a interview. British journalist. Yeah, that's the <laughs> other possibility. Interviewing a British man. Do you imagine it was to both of them? One was from America and one was from the UK. Both talking about their moms and they spelled them differently. Whoa! That wouldn't happen. Ugh, no, unbelievable. Anyway. I'm getting anyway, off topic now. You want to talk we, about the I, song? I've fully derailed this. Let's talk about the lyrics. Um, so, little known fact just came up to me uh, that this is the Agent Provocateur is actually a concept album. Uh, Alex, do you want to break this down for me a bit? Um, a little bit. It's about like a spy who falls in love with some woman, and that's all Hang I know on, Alex, about that's it. That's the plot for Austin. Powers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and when did this come out? And yeah. <laughs> It's groovy, uh, baby, and <laughs> and there's like a lot of fart jokes, more than I expected. What? Oh, read between uh, the lines. It's the the butt crack. Oh, yeah, gotcha, Alex. that's the lines, and uh, it's just they fall in love probably, and uh, yeah, honestly, this being the only song I know off this album, I don't know anything else about it. Uh, John, do you know anything else about Agent Provocateur? <laughs> no, like I went on the Wikipedia page and I was looking through the track listing. I was like, wow, like this is their number one album and it only has one song I know. It's really surprising. <laughs> this is this is bizarre. I think he gets murdered by the person he loves in the end because it says she's too tough is the final track. Whoa. <laughs> They're fighting <laughs> physically. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that sounds right. Wait, Vanessa, do you know anything else about Agent Provocateur before I go on? I don't think you do. I don't. I want to give everybody... (laughs) I thought I'd sit here quietly and you wouldn't ask. No, I I just figured I'd ask. So, according to Genius, it says it's a concept album by Foreigner, which deals with a young spy who is in love with a young woman. Like, that's the whole album, I guess, and not just this song. Um, yeah, like there so, isn't much on Wikipedia either for it. Yeah, Wikipedia doesn't even mention that it's. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, is she a spy too? Um. That yeah, that's brand. why she's so tough. Is that the yeah, other yeah. world in the two different worlds? That's another song on the album. Two I think you're thinking of the nice. Tarzan song, Alex. Two worlds, one family. <laughs> <laughs> this is we're talking. This is Phil Collins, right? This is yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Lead okay, let's get into these these Florida. lyrics, uh, gang. Um, I've got to take a little time, or I've got to take a little time, according to Genius. I don't know which it is. Yeah, I'm not sure. A little that. time to think things over. I better read between the lines in case I need it when I'm older. So I don't know what that's, that's the butt crack. Yeah, that's the butt crack. But I don't actually know what those second two lines mean. 
what what like <laughs> so here's what? what i got for you alex okay he this this spy is mad in love and this i've only heard one song off of agent provocative <laughs> right. concept album by foreigner i'm assuming take a little that time a little time to think things over he's just agent. been struck by a bug alex you know what that bug is it's the love is it bug. the love bug it's the it's love been bug. shot alex by an arrow whose arrow cupid's uh-huh. try to keep up yeah uh. oh yeah it's a heart-shaped arrow it's wait whose arrow was it <laughs> Cupid, Fuck, sorry. the little baby. Oh shit! I was gonna try not to swear so much. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so he's and he's got to think this over because he's got spy shit going on. Do we know what is he? Who's he spying for? I think he's a Russian agent. I think he's Russian. Whoa, yep. Can you can you assume that? Uh, I can. Okay. I just did. Actually, Alex Loose Cannon Mildenberg at it again. Yeah, I know. Can't <laughs> hold me down. I'm assuming think- that he's Russian. He's a Russian agent somewhere in the Eastern Bloc, like looking over like some smaller, smaller states. Like, is anyone doing some stuff? He's definitely KGB. No, he's. If you look at the music video, he's got to be in New York. Mm, <laughs> I don't know because I made this up on the spot, so I think it's probably pretty accurate. Okay, that's <laughs> uh, I think it's possible he's KGB. I'll always give you this. He might be a British spy because he's British American. Think about it, Alex yeah. Foreigner. I'd rather not. Okay. Oh my God, Take a little time to think things over. Get back to me. <laughs> so he says, when, when struck with this love, he has to read between the lines. He's got to figure out if this feeling he is sharing with this woman, I'm going, I'm going to presume it's shared, is legitimate or if it's some spy shit, bro, in case I need it when I'm older. Yeah, what if she's Technically, a spy? As soon as he wrote that line down, he was older he like, older. immediately after it was done. This is so like when I'm older is like loosely any time yeah. after the present. This is like but I might When he's it older later. is like the second half of his sentence. You mean when he says when I'm older? Yeah. <laughs> he's always older. I mean I yes, it's literally the second half like, of the sentence. <laughs> the space I need between right thinking the sentence and saying it out loud like he's already older. It's about the onward. Like the second he finished saying it, he was like, "Oh shit, I need it right now." (laughs) Yeah, like he he might need it like immediately because she might like have a gun to his head or something. Like it is the when I'm older is just a a cheeky way of being like in the future. That's cheeky. I don't know if it's cheeky. (laughs) It's a little cheesy though. It's just like I guess I need it later. But this is when I'm older. Yeah. Any other insights on that before we move to the second verse? It's just so weird having to like try and read this as part of a concept album instead of just like a love song. <laughs> yeah. Like I was looking it at the lyrics, I was like, okay, I've kind of got it. And then I read the concept album bit, I was like, uh, who knows now? Yeah, but like, yeah, he, like no, he wrote it as loud. a self-contained thing, right? Like there's a whole story of like he was, oh, did you read there's an article? He was like up late at night and like. Yeah, at three yeah. in the morning when the yeah. phone stopped ringing and yeah. then God said, hey. Exactly. shit. <laughs> I want to know then, what love is. So and it's he not said, like he was too. like, what's. What's going on with my spy buddy? He was like, I just feel this way about love. Maybe my spy buddy does too. Yeah, I guess maybe, because that's kind of apparent in verse two, because I don't think it's about literal spy shit or literal mountains. He says, now this mountain I must climb feels like a world upon my shoulders. Through the clouds, I see love shine. It keeps me warm as life grows colder. Yeah, It could be a natural mountain. They could be doing actual spy stuff. Could be an actual mountain. <laughs> it could be a metaphor for hardship it's in both. both the first two lines. Could, and what's like he's carrying the world on his shoulders, but maybe he's also carrying some spy shit. Yeah. Maybe he's heavy, carrying the woman equipment. up a mountain. Like Do we know it's a woman though? Time? Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. 
Oh. Uh, one thing I know about boobs, I learned this from Shakira, is that if oh, they're right. too large, you might mistake them for mountains. That's true. This could be, this could be exactly so, that. You might be able to. Deduce. But there's only one he's climbing. That yeah. Well, you climb one at a time if they're too big. Yeah, and then the second one later. Her breasts are not small and humble. <laughs> okay, add this to genius. My God, <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> So whether the, I, I don't I, I I'm gonna stick with it being a metaphorical mountain. Yeah. And he he says it feels like a world upon my shoulders, which is a, a reference to Atlas, who for some reason is tasked with holding the world on his shoulders. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's tough. He doesn't want to hold the world on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Or, or at if least it's that hurting her he shoulders because they're so big. Huh? To support her large <laughs> large boobs. Yes. Her lady boss, yeah. <laughs> oh, so he's doing like the who, who had the hand bra on the cover of Rolling Stone? Was that Janet Jackson? I think so. Was it on Rolling Stone? I don't know. Magazine? Sure, I'm sure we can Google this. A hand bra is a technique used by yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Janet Jackson. <laughs> nice. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, so it's about the mountain. In in many things, except for Shakira songs, is you know a, a symbol of a, a challenge, yeah. hardship, things that must be conquered. And so he he feels he's got to climb this mountain, whether it's 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 doing spy shit, overcoming his own personal turmoil, or uh, uh, earning love, which is a concept that was very popular. That's probably still even popular. Is that particularly men have to you know do cool shit, do a backflip, and then you you get a, a woman as a prize. Yeah, I never yeah. date anybody who hasn't climbed a mountain for me. <laughs> yeah, it's also fun because it's it's like two, two metaphors combined into a simile. Like, That's right. like, this is a mountain, but the mountain, it's not a mountain, it's a hardship. And the world upon his shoulders, it's just also hardship. So it's like, oh, yeah, hardship wow. in this metaphor is like hardship in this other metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> He's carrying one mountain up the mountain. Whoa. <laughs> Feels like a... Yeah. I guess it... But it seems like maybe if it's a world upon his shoulders, that makes it a more, like... Because... He's got to do it for other people, not just himself, right? Like, climbing a mountain can be a solitary thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily benefit people who are not climbing the mountain with you. Right, unless but it's big. if you're foot. carrying the world on your shoulders because you're a spy doing spy shit. Then or it, he's also mm-hmm. trying to figure out what love is so he can tell everybody else because nobody can figure it so out. So he can scream yeah, it he... from the mountaintops. <gasps> Boom, yes. like Moses. Just exactly. like Moses. Although Moses came down the mountain to tell everybody the stuff, but that doesn't matter. We're going. They to couldn't the next hear line. him. He was shouting first. They were like, "What? Hey, <laughs> don't kill anybody! What?" And so then you, you we get to the obvious continuation of the mountain metaphor. You you get through the clouds. Clouds are dark. You can't see much through them. And then he sees love shine. Love in this scenario is the sun, but also love. And it's keeping his life warm. Which is growing colder. As he dies. Because he's being sad. It keeps sad. him warm as life grows colder. Yeah, because yeah, he's sad. Because he's sad because of the love thing. Wait, life grows colder, Cold War? This is a 1984 song. Mm-hmm. And he's, as I established, this is definitely a KGB agent. Definitely a KGB agent. So, it's pretty cold in Siberia. But yeah. then why did God give it to him? <laughs> right. You're right. 
You're right. God's not on the side of of Russia. He's on the side of of uh, of freedom and capitalism. So, I I rescind my comment. It would be impossible otherwise. It's a British American spy. It's he's double spying. Probably he's a double agent. He's a double. He's an agent, agent provocateur. I think that's the wrong. Does element. that mean he provokes other agents? Yes. Is he a honeypot? um i think that's what he's struggling with he's like but this person i don't need to seduce them but i want to so is it ethical for me to get a little sugar on the side right using his work skills for non-work purposes yeah it's uh it's a bit shady it is a bit then we get to the that's what life of a spy is the pre-chorus says to us in my life, sorry, Alex, I, I totally... T- That's just, okay, just we need to save time by talking at the same time. Let's go. <laughs> right. In my life, there's been heartache and pain. I don't know if I can face it again. Can't stop now. I've traveled so far to change this lonely life. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. You no, know? this is the part that's weird. All right, tell because me what's weird. Because in his life, part. there's been heartache and pain, but he doesn't yes. know what love is. So how did he feel the heartache? You can have heartache without necessarily experiencing love. It was just a little crush. Yeah. It wasn't full on love. Yeah, maybe. He just maybe if it was one girl. <laughs> true love. Maybe so he, he had like half was... heartache. Yeah, or you ever like seen mild. like a dog <laughs> with like three legs or something and you're just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. You're like, oh my God, he's Ow, trying so heart. hard. In his spy life, he's seen a lot of three-legged dogs. So this is like a different heartache and pain. And one might argue that in these scenarios then where you experience life. heartache and pain, was it was it really love? As uh, as Bob Marley would say, is this love? Is this love? Is this love that I'm feeling? Yeah, and as Van Halen <laughs> might say, why can't this be love? Oh. Yeah. And as Foreigner would yes. say, I want to know what love is. <laughs> oh, shit. Who? That's right. <laughs> And as uh, the darkness it. would say, I believe in a thing called love. <laughs> and Man. also, love is only a feeling. Yeah. That's right. I'm starting to think there's a lot of songs about just love. No. I think you're wrong. You, you wouldn't know it from how hard we've tried to find <laughs> songs for this month, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's so... been, been a struggle. So yeah, in my life, there's been heartache and pain. Yeah. So he's, he's experienced sadness before, and he doesn't want to go through it again. He doesn't want to... You know, he wants it to be real love. He wants the real McCoy. Yeah, he's scared. Not some, some bullshit love that you but, can find on the corner. Like. But he says, like, no, I can't. I got to keep going. I got to push on through. That's his, like, change. That's his, like, what is it? Middle point or whatever. The changing point where he's like, no, I got to keep going. He's mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I can do it, but I got to do it. Traveled so far up this metaphorical mountain. And then he's lonely. He mentioned he's lonely, but he doesn't want to change this lonely life, which is interesting because he's climbing a mountain and generally there's not like people at the top of mountains. Don't forget Bigfoot. Oh, that's that's relevant to this conversation. <laughs> is it? Oh, it certainly is. Because do, do you think Bigfoot is a mountain dwelling creature? Uh, maybe Sasquatch. Yeah. I don't know. It's mountain. Yeti, the, right? region, the region is mountains. Yeah, yeah but they're the it same. It depends on where you are. Bigfoot is like the same uh, thing as Sasquatch. And Yetis are maybe white sometimes. That's like saying Crash Bandicoot is the same thing as a regular Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> Just insensitive, Alex. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll come back to the we'll come back to the Bigfoots, Big Feet. Okay, is Could it gonna better. come up again? <laughs> oh, it's gonna come up again. I feel like you maybe didn't watch all the music videos. 
Hmm. I suppose I didn't. You guys had music um, videos? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I gave you the YouTube playlist. You should Sorry, I'm a Spotify things. boy now. <laughs> Are you? I am, yeah. Oh my god, I put that whole thing together. Now. Jesus Christ. You didn't even send me the YouTube thing. Oh yeah, you I did. sent you the YouTube <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, I just clicked the Spotify one, so Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. Um the chorus is I wanna know what love is. I now want you, you to show us, me. Though. Uh, what love is? No, I can't. I want to feel what love is. I know you can show me. He wants I to know. know. That's it. I mean, again, I think this part is also pretty straightforward. He, he, he. When he talks about yes. knowing what love is, he's talking about understanding the concept of love from being a part of a loving relationship. Ah, because I want you to show me. Yeah, and he's like, if you show me love, maybe I can understand it too. Because he's asking himself. Do I even know what love is? Clearly, he's been in relationships before. He said that in the pre-chorus. But he's like, did I fuck it up because I don't understand the concept of love at its core? Well said, Alex. Well said. Wow. And then he says, I want to feel what love is. I know you can show me. That, that part's about fucking. know this girl can show him? Yeah. Well, because maybe she is, you know, cut of the same a cloth spy. like him as in a spy. She is a spy, yeah. Maybe she's, she's the agent provocateur. Oh, Ooh, could be. Bump wow. Oh, yeah. well, no, she might not this be whole case on its head. I don't I think, think she's to really understand the chorus, though, we need to turn to the uh, genius annotation by Tom Veltomel, <laughs> uh, yeah. where he says, don't we all, bro? Yeah, four down votes. Very good. <laughs> and several versions of what is love embedded. Yep. That's the sign of a quality annotation. And there's a proposed edit that says we should replace the whole thing with <laughs> the agent in question, not having felt love in his life, desires from the young woman to show him what it's like to be loved and how it feels to love someone. Yeah, I don't know if that's trauma. fully correct. I it's also correct. I feel like the beginning part, not having felt love, I feel like the heartache and pain part shows that he has, but again, has. maybe doesn't think he has because... Because those those ended that ended. Yeah, he's like he's a human being. He's not Johnny Five. Like yeah, and it's also kind of like a cliche and maybe true that like a spy has to be distant because they live in uh you know they move around all the time and they pretend to be different people and they can't be honest with people and they might die or whatever from like what's it called. Uh, Nuclear annihilation? Yeah, frostbite? I was gonna say, what's the stuff that Russia always uses to kill HIV people? It's AIDS. Like a, I mean, <laughs> sure, but it's like a like a radioactive isotope of something. Uh, nuclear plutonium? Weapons. Yeah, uh, I don't. Remember. Bananas, potassium. It does start with a P. <laughs> Polyamory. I'm pretty sure. It's not plutonium. I also said plutonium. I, I, I could be totally. I'll try to remember. Vanessa, you've been kind of quiet on the chorus. Is, have we have no. we covered all the bases here? What do you think? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, how does this chorus relate to meditation? What can you tell us about that? I think love is very important. Is it? What kind of love? <laughs> all the kinds. 
Uh, could That's you why it's confusing. You? <laughs> could you could you listen rank <laughs> all the like kinds of love? There's like familial love, love for your neighbor, love for yourself, okay, love for your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. What kind of neighbor? Just like people who lived next door to you, all or the girl next like door, like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, both of those. The one you like spy through her window. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Uh-huh. John revealing some uh, unsavory behaviors on the podcast. It's a classic trope. <laughs> it's a classic Betty and Veronica style is. dichotomy. Wait, oh, do man. Betty and Veronica spy on each other? Um, yeah. No, Archie spies on Betty. Yeah, because she lives next door. No, does he God, spy no. on her? He does in episode one, yeah. Uh, Archie. In, like the very first episode of Riverdale? Yes. I'm pretty sure you watched that, man. I Several times. <laughs> <laughs> it's that good, right? <laughs> it's it's that something. <laughs> um, I know you can show me. Let's talk about verse three, okay. where he he says again, "I'm gonna take a little time, a little time to look around me. I've got nowhere left to hide. Hiding is something that spies do. It looks like love has finally found me." There's a little a little double little play on words there because he's got to hide because he's a spy, right? Mm-hmm. But he's got nowhere left to hide. But it's not as a spy. It's from love, which he's not actually it's- running from, but he's sort of. But he does say that, you know, he's experienced heartache and pain, so he is maybe not hiding, but shying away from it. Hmm. I think maybe he was, like, trying to delay, like, the full-on love thing until he could really understand it better. Yeah. So that's why he was, like, trying to hide from it, but it's too late. He was delaying it until he got his spy career off the ground. <laughs> his spy and love <laughs> career. A real career-focused guy, you know, and just... <laughs> This is a, a rom-com plot. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got nowhere left to hide. Great, right on. Pre-chorus, this is the same thing again. Um, okay. The bridge, do you want to know about that? This I want to know about The that. bridge is where we start ad-libbing and getting wild with it. Yeah, it's basically repeating lines from the chorus. And there's uh, Yeah, and then he says saying, so. the, the great line, let's talk about love. Let's talk about <laughs> love. This is uh, like uh, it's like two minutes at this point, right? From like bridge to the end. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because there's a I lot of the, this, and there's like the choir comes in, so there's a lot of singing. And in the music video, they're just chilling in a barn or something. Were they in a barn? I thought they were just like in a big studio. Oh, it's probably a studio. But the first thing I thought was barn. Some there's like, like scaffolding. Like the the lady shows up at the end on the. I may or may not reason. have skipped the very uh, not watch the end. <laughs> it takes a long time to fade out. So it's five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's just that th- throughout the piece. So we've done a lot of analysis. Uh, give me your one sentence summaries of what the song is about. <laughs> give me the thesis statement. Uh, thesis statement of this song is "Let's talk about love." <laughs> yeah, I w- I'll give that a B. That's a passing grade. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, man wants to know what love is. Man wants to know what love is. That's a B plus. A little, really little more good. pretentious, and we look for that in an academic essay. <laughs> uh, Vanessa, what do you got for me? Um, mountains have multiple meanings, and he felt heartache and pain. But apparently, I'm wrong for thinking that means that he should know what love is. I don't think you're wrong. I think you're not understanding his viewpoint of what love is. I know. I think I should understand him more. But he wants to know, so I just want to tell him that I think he already knows if he looks in his heart. 
he looks deep inside. Maybe that's who he needs. Maybe you should hook up with Mick Jones, the spy. <laughs> help him to heal and grow. Maybe I'll take him through you some meditations. You know what? Your thesis statement is a little wordy. We'll get to the heart of it. In there. I'm going to give you I'm just give you solid B. Okay. I'm happy with that. You shape it up for the final draft. We can we can get this thing to at least an A minus. I'm just happy to be on par with Alex's. And uh, I don't have to do this. I'm the teacher in this equation. I don't need a fucking thesis statement. <laughs> yes, you do. Tell me what. Tell me what it is. Tell us the correct answer to get an A plus. Oh, there is no correct answer. This is an English class. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about love. Love, nice. Love. Love. Love, 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 love. Oh, which is to say, love, the love. composition and instrumentation of this piece. Yeah, love. Yeah. Love. All right, so, <laughs> Foreigner, the band. Fairly straightforward rock and roll band. Got some guitars in there. Got some synthesizers. Definitely uh, some this synthesizers. is the 80s, so we got some synths going. Uh, There's kind of like this slow synth at the very start. And then the other uh, playing like this kind of descending pattern. Yeah, that. Like, yeah, like pretty, pretty slow. This is a slow kind of ballady song. It's like bah, bah, bah. that guy, pretty airy, pad like. Uh, and then there's the bah, bah, bah. that's the descending pattern, the higher synth. It's only like mm. four notes at a time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so the first uh, like the forty seconds is yeah this like primarily this these two synth bits the the low synth and that dun, 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 with your quiet you know intimate Mick Jones coming through <laughs> talking about talking about shit talking about taking a little time and then at forty one seconds the the synth kind of intensifies and it brings in the bass and the drums with it. And he wails a little bit. The start. Yeah. So yeah, that's his thing, and he does his like. There's like the section between the first two verses, where he does his like. Uh, 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 like he just wow. makes sounds. <laughs> he makes sounds. It's so yeah. like belabored. I tried to spell it. It was uh, difficult. Onomatopoeias <laughs> <laughs> are tough, man. It's a lot of vowels. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can it, can we get a quick read on that? Um, U U U U H W U U G H U G H U. Okay, so it's like oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Is that the okay? All right. Like the face. Ooh woo. Ooh woo. Yeah, it's but more guttural. Guttural ooh. Yeah, and there's like this brief, just like cacophony of like sounds that just fade in and then fade out for that part. And then they do another verse. Yeah. We'll get some of these, like, like more ambient synth and noises come in. And there's like a bing and other weird shit going on. Yeah. There's, and later, I actually know, like, it was like 55, 56 seconds where you start to notice mm-hmm. that there's like this kind of bubbly synth thing. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like, like 56. <laughs> yeah. That's how like we that. do synth sounds on this show. Nice. Because okay, it's hard to describe them. You guys do an acapella cover? <laughs> of I just mean, synth- in theory, yeah. <laughs> Here, let's, let's do it right now, Alex. Do you want to do the synth or do you want to be Mick Jones? <laughs> <laughs> let's do 
Is that the synth? Uh, <laughs> I didn't both. know which one he was being. <laughs> you could be both, yeah. Yep, I just, that was it. How'd you like nice. that? Yeah, that was, yeah, was perfect. perfect. Yeah. D- didn't even need me in there. Thank you. Um, yeah, so then we get we get the pre-chorus starting to build up at like one thirteen, I believe. It starts kicking up a little more. Yeah, and like Kick. this part, it's a lot of just like those pad, like synth pad chords. Yeah. That like really lead dun, us in. It's like, dun. it's the chord progression that takes us to <sighs> the chorus. Yeah. And then, you know, Mick Jones gets a little whiny in the mic. I don't know if I can face it again. Like that. Like that. Yeah, come on, Mick. Mick. You, you might have thought I was just playing a recording there. No, it's me. What? <laughs> well. <laughs> and then, yeah, we get to this very, it is very religious, this chorus. I think of the whole choir there, and, like, there's a lot of people singing. Yeah. It's a really big Jennifer Holiday's song. there too. Jennifer Holiday's there. <laughs> Jennifer Holiday's song. I feel like she gets like one line close to the end that's actually recognizable as someone, yeah, yeah. as and like a different person. I, I don't know if it's actually her, but I suspect it is. I suspect it is. And then her and Mick Jones both do these like really high <laughs> and it's difficult to know who's doing which part. Yeah, I didn't even notice the difference, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but one of them like one of them is her ending then the other one is him starting a line and then it's like what happened what happened in the studio just singing at each other being they like, just yelled at each other yeah. back and forth um, what else is lot? going on in this song alex we get drum rolls to the chorus and a lot of cymbal action in the chorus i love that cymbal action and, like, big hits on Change This Lonely Life. That's, I think, a key part of this song. Right. That's where it gets that rhythm. Change this lonely life. And the, the synth chords back that up entirely. A lot of synthesizer. I may have overstated the presence of a guitar on this. Yeah, you're like, yeah, standard rock setup, entirely synth, and <laughs> no guitar. I was vamping, honestly. You can cut that out. <laughs> there must be guitar, right? I was like, fuck, where are my notes? Where are my notes? Where are my notes? And then <laughs> saying words. I honestly I don't think I heard a single this. guitar in this performance. It's very synthy. Uh, I, I mean, there, there might was be some one near like... the end. There's definitely bass. There's gotta be. There's definitely bass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's Which Mick Jones a guitar. played guitar on this. Because <laughs> I know in in rock band, like there is a guitar track for this of song, course. but I don't know like if you're actually playing guitar, if you're just playing one of the synths. I've never paid that close attention to it. Well, we're gonna have to get together then and find that out. Rock band party. Rock band party. <laughs> we have the perfect Rock number of players. You, you fly you fly an engine? <laughs> um I actually have my Rock Band 3 uh keyboard out here. And I believe <laughs> online play is supported by Rock Band. I think it is. Uh, you can't so use I... the keyboard on Rock Band 4 though. Ooh. But no, I'm broke. I <laughs> I can barely <laughs> afford to leave my apartment. Why'd you want to leave your apartment? <laughs> Yeah, good question. <laughs> I live on East Hastings. It's a little scary every time you go out there. <laughs> Is there heroin down there? Oh, I'm right across from a safe injection site. Oh, okay. I can look out the window yeah, so and none. see them all. Yikes. <laughs> see them all? I don't know why that was funny. Like, all your friends are out there. And yeah, see like, hey, them guys. all. <laughs> Say hi. How's the heroin treating you? <laughs> Greet the neighborhood. Start the day. Some good horse today, lads. 
does make me wish I had heroin to sell, because at least I'd be making money. Oh, you'd make a killing. Fuck yeah, dude. You barely have to leave your house. Your apartment. Know, right? Just walk out the gate, and I'd be like, got heroin! Or it's like, uh, I got money. Hey, heroin, who and needs it? I'll stab you for your heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta figure so out foreigner. how this whole drug sale thing works. Yeah, so foreigner. That's yeah, so a foreigner. Um, um, what else does happen? The really kicks in around the three and a half minute mark. Yeah, yeah and like really, once you get to that point, it's like, is that after the third verse? I think it is. Yeah, and like it's, we, I, it's we should all specify. like chorus and and lead out and like choruses and and what's the other section? Yeah, called? once you studied the first verse in Bridge, pre-chorus allegedly. chorus section, it's that, but like copy paste, change yeah. the lyrics, choruses, and then like and more like ad libbing, like you said, the uh, the so choir. Yeah, he there actually clarifies that he singing. wants to know the love that's inside, and he says he's feeling so much love. So that's he's why feeling I'm love. gonna help him. But he doesn't know what it is. Huh. It's uh, it's just like I'm actually shocked that Eddie Muddy doesn't have a cover of this because of how much ad libbing there is. There's <laughs> a guy who fucking loves to just go off at the end of the track. <laughs> Do you think that's why most like of the covers spoilers cut like the the last two minutes because they didn't want to bother ad libbing? Yeah, probably. Because I mean, there's not, not like a lot of meat to these lyrics. Not really. It's, you just it's say just the, the word love a bunch in the yeah. ad libs. Makes me think that when they're like deciding who gets what percentage, like, ah, oh, I wrote this percent of the song, that like somebody was just the ad lib part that's repeating the part that already existed in the song. They're like, yeah, I did like 40% of the song. Yeah, Lou Graham's 5% was copy-pasting the chorus. Yeah, so it was like 5% but repeated to be 40. He's like, like, no, I did good, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good chunk of the song. (laughs) So yeah, and then you get, get, what's her name, Holiday? Jennifer Holiday? Jennifer Hollandaise. Yeah, that's the one. Um, Jennifer Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> it's not um, even similar to Hollandaise. <laughs> I know it's not, but it's a sauce. <laughs> it is a sauce. So it's a little tangy. They're both a little tangy. Both a little tangy. You know what? Mm-hmm. You got to consider the tang first. Um. Yeah. yeah, that really is like this song. You just go out on a big hard ad lib. Well, I so, also like, noticed like... they fade out at the end too. I was like obsessed with that in every song. I'm like, oh, which ones fade and which ones don't. Uh, where's the fade? <laughs> yeah, the original fade. Where's the fade? Yeah, and uh, the music video doesn't like give much insight as to what the story actually is. No, I just want to point out from four thirty-five oh, to about four forty is the moment where you can hear the holiday. <laughs> that then becomes <laughs> Mick Jones going. <laughs> so you're Maybe looking they're for like that moment. fighting, or they're, they're having a sing-off. Yeah. Oh. Because they're figuring out what love is, guys. Because she wants to know. Uh, I think they're fighting about love. They both wanted to know. I mean, sometimes you do that in love. That's a real adult love. Show me love is real. That's all I'm saying. That's right. He does say that. Yeah. Um, Alex, yeah, let's talk about this music video that you and I saw and nobody else. (laughs) I can't wait to figure out what happens in it. Okay. If, if you, this is a good moment to pop up the music video on YouTube and just watch along as we describe it, because okay. it, so, it's gold from start to finish. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of I guess Lou um, singing, just like is that Lou who I, sings? He's uh, yes. credited as lead vocals. Wow, I learned something new today. 
Lee just kept Grant. letting me say Mick Jones like he was the one doing um, it. He wrote it. Lead you fucking assholes. Percussion. <laughs> um, set me up for a fall. <laughs> got him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of like him in the dark, uh, like pensively looking and at something. Well, in the, first in it opens up with a shot of his fist. Oh, he's like clenching yeah, his fist, right? I'm yeah, I remember. Yeah, just real close up on again. that. And he's got a ring then, on his finger. He's got a ring on his finger. That's significant. And then when we get to like the line about looking between the lines, he's looking between the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And he's in the studio, but he's also a spy. That's right, baby. <laughs> yeah, and then we we cut to a woman like getting out of bed and taking a shower, and then that shot is mirrored, so she is no, it's a showering on both sides. No, that is definitely a woman showering. No, it's a man walking along a thing with a piece of wood. Don't watch the Amazon version. <laughs> no, I've, I've seen the same thing. <laughs> there it is. I might be getting a little ahead of myself, but yeah, there, I, that's not a piece of wood. It's like a, it's yeah, no, steel, it like isn't a, it? Yeah, I think it might have been like a pipe, but just like it was wood colored. Yeah, so you get, and that's when he's talking about the mountain he must climb, right? Yeah, now they're just repeating the same on, shots. Because he's on a skyscraper. Wake up, but sheeple. He's not climbing, <laughs> he's just walking sideways. On a skyscraper, which is like man mountains. <laughs> As opposed to I, lady I, mountains. I, I think this song is about a man. <laughs> which, as but we've established earlier, are boobs. Exactly. I don't no, know. This why. song's about everyone. This song's about he lonely wants, like, people in New York. To show him. Yeah, it's a lot you of. You cannot come on to this show after having not watched the required material. I didn't and then try know. To tell us videos. what the song is about. I thought I had got a choice. Do I want to watch on Spotify or do I want to listen on YouTube? And I said I'll do Spotify. Amateur hour. Over here. <laughs> hey, I pay for Spotify, not YouTube. I have to use it. <laughs> yeah, I use both. I pay for Spotify. <laughs> Hey, I've almost finished this video now. Hey, well, John's an expert now. Well, I saw oh, the lady in the shower. But yeah, there's the man first. Did you see the lonely woman who does some ironing and then hits the streets? No, I saw a lonely woman on the phone. Well, yeah, you get that too. And she, she's not lonely. Woman. She's in an office experience, like a large lobby. I think experiencing love through telephone. Maybe. Oh. Well, they made it look sad because of the lighting, though. Like, it was dark and just, yeah. like, a bit of light. Yeah, but she's, like, line. dancing around and laughing. I thought she was just turning around. Yeah. And it, she's in the darkness. I thought they were fighting. You thought they were fighting? I gotta pull up this fucking Because there's gotta be some, like, I like conflict. that the kids on the bus have pieces of paper that say foreigner. <laughs> well, that's... They're not kids on a bus. That's the choir. <laughs> Why are they that's so the... young? <laughs> That's the sheet music, because they're young people. They're not children. <laughs> so, so it's everyone school bus. looking really, Look, really yeah, lonely. Sometimes you rent school buses for large groups. <laughs> it's not unreasonable to assume they were kids, though, if they were I, on a school bus. I mean, they're if you look at uh, what kid have you seen that like looks bad. that old? They all no, it was really just one young. shot. They looked pretty youthful. And they get everyone into the studio, and that makes everybody happy and not alone anymore. Yeah, yeah and then, then Lou sings, like, right hands. at them. <laughs> yes, he sings directly towards them. After they all which, shake hands. Which, I could never do that. D singing directly at somebody? Well, maybe it is a dramatic... Hang on, yeah. I thought they were having a good time. 
but I think they are looking at it time. now, maybe they're not. Yeah, maybe they're like <laughs> just like really into it. No, well, some of the people in the choir are smiling, but. Well, no, they're having a good time. I'm talking about at uh, around the two minute mark where he's talking with this woman on the phone. Oh, Alex, you're right. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They are upset at and each other. And then she like yeah. is just on the street, and she's like, "I gotta go get him," and then like runs to him. Also, her right. hair is impossibly bouncy. Also, we cut to the bassist in slow motion, which just makes it look like he's doing nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good shot. Yeah, the entire choir is just facing him. And he's like, love. Yeah, and uh, just just to be clear, definitely not a barn. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was never a barn. Um, I also really like the part where like the bus gets there and all the choir members like go into the studio and they're all just like, hugging and shaking hands and doing all these like handshake things very cool handshakes so cool. if you go to like 320 <laughs> that's the hug too so it's just like oh, very yeah. wholesome all the handshakes and hugs yeah and then everybody just jams out and then he reunites with the woman at the end and then yeah, i thought he was to... like breaking the fourth wall at the end but he's just looking at the woman <laughs> yeah he knows he's being spied on <gasps> oh shit yeah there's they should the spy. put some spy stuff in here if it's gonna be yeah, album, there's like so no. We would have spy known. Stuff. Do you yeah. think they wanted to like move away from this being part of a, a concept album once it like made it big? Once it yeah, became considering like the only song that hit it, was then, this one. And then like the record company was like, we want it to apply to everybody, so we're gonna. Do <laughs> yeah, we not just your weird spy story. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot more spy references in the original yeah. writing. Yeah. So what I, what's kind of neat about the video is that. It sort of tells the story of the song and kind of the story in the song. Like, not really even the story in the song. Right. It, like, mashes the two things together. It mashes a generic love story in with the, the genuine, sort of, like, a, a genuine recreation of the making of. Yeah, it, like, presents the song as this thing that, like, came, brought people together. But also, the way they, like, um, uh, Mick Jones talks about the song is that it's, like, this thing the universe gave him. So it's it's almost like everyone received this song from god who i assume is the bus driver and um like <laughs> just it brought them all together it just like brought everyone together and they like had a good time recording it and then it also taught mick about love yeah so that's the music video that's the the the, yeah. the song we're talking about also Let's wait wait a minute i want to say one more thing about this music video i like absolutely Where not <laughs> Yeah, where the fuck's Bigfoot? <laughs> uh, we're we're not there yet. Go to like four thirty five, oh, okay. and you mentioned mm -hmm. the ah! like not knowing where that came yeah. from. I feel like that's not him making that sound, but he he is mouthing that sound. <laughs> okay, for sure. Steals it in the music video. So I don't oh, know. He definitely mouths it. He definitely yeah, mouths that, it. That could very he, well not be. That him. was low energy lip syncing. He leaves his eyes wide open while he does it. <laughs> That's an eye scruncher for sure. You try singing that right now and tell me your eyes don't scrunch. You're a fucking um, liar. Yeah, not even a little bit. Not uh, even a little bit. Not no, no scrunching. scrunching. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I couldn't. I, yeah, I can't I even. I tried see it with it my anymore. eyes open. It made it a horror scream. I'm blind now. <laughs> All right, that's the song. Let's talk about the covers. It's a classic. First. It's a cheesy '80s song. Lots of synthesizers. Yes, everybody loves it. Best song. 497 like on the good songs of all time list. Did you say you don't like it? <laughs> I don't like it. What? You don't like this song? How do we remove a guest? <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, start over. <laughs> I consider it a gift sent through me. I think there was something bigger than me behind it. I'd say it was probably written entirely by a higher force. Corner <laughs> frontman Mick Jones said this of the British-American rock band 1984 power ballad from their fifth album, Agent Provocateur, a concept album. <laughs> The religious elements of this song go beyond Jones' belief in higher forces. Backing vocals on the track were provided by Dream Girls star Jennifer Holiday, and more importantly, by the New Jersey Mass Choir, who used the power of God to record their part. We did a few takes, and it was good, but it was still a bit tentative. So then they all got around in a circle, held hands, and said the Lord's Prayer. It all seemed to inspire them, because after that, they did it in one take. I was in tears, because my mom and dad were in the studio, too. It was so emotional. Mick Jones. The performers will go on to become the group's biggest hit, stealing number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100 from Madonna's Like a Virgin in the year 1985 in the month of February and becoming the 479th greatest song of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazine. That's right, this week on Love or Me, it's Foreigners. I want to know what love is. That's right, it's Love or Me, the only podcast that talks about famous love songs, and there are many cover versions. Compares them against one another to find out what love is. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my co-host, Between the Lines, Alex. Sorry, you cut out. John a bit. Bell. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> I can't That's believe right. I can't believe this bit has gone on this far. Our this one far. and only guest this episode, John here. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I did do a double take, but I am still here. <laughs> that was, that was a, a long walk to get to that punchline. <laughs> yeah, it was such that's a, a long, long intro, intro that hearing it again was like, you know. I really well, you can rushing and guess but it. you it means you really appreciate the writing of it. But you got it in wow. one take. Did you say? Did you say the Lord's Prayer beforehand? I did. And then you got it in one take. Except I stumbled That's on the, from the heaven, bit baby. the Lord's Prayer. You said something about feet. <laughs> yeah, I said I was like they're fucking delicious feet. <laughs> but it was going so fast, nobody can notice it. That's right. But if you That's play it backwards, it does summon the devil. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> All right, first so, cover. So, Vanessa, you don't like this song? Okay, it's not okay. first cover. <laughs> you don't have to like it. It's just weird that you agreed to be on this episode to talk about a song you don't like. <laughs> just, the more I heard it, the more like, I don't know, maybe the covers were just too good this time, but okay. there was something so, so about it. So did you like the song going in I feel like, to, to this week? I feel like I was like, not like, this is my favorite song ever, but I was like, it's a good song. But then okay. listening right. to it, I thought about like the tone of his voice and like did it match with the lyrics? And I kind of felt like I'm not sure if it did. He was like really mellow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really mellow. You thought he was yeah. very mellow when he was going. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Could he just like pick it up a little bit? Come on. Come it's, on, yeah. Lou. <laughs> Fucking low energy. I know. Uh <laughs> like just the tone of his voice. So you're saying that you think one of these covers today here on Love or Me sur surpassed the original. Is that what you're telling me? I can't say that with certainty. Okay, but you can but say I'm it with uncertainty, so let's hear hearing, it. I'm used to hearing <laughs> I'm used to hearing the original since it's been around so long. So I feel like when I okay. listen to it, it kind of felt I don't know. I think you just get used to it. So it was kind well, of like anticlimactic and like the eighties vibe was like and his mellow, sad voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I didn't know one if last I question. believed it as much as I thought I believed it before I started analyzing it closely. Uh do you like the song La Bamba? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know that one? Because if you do, it's good. Boy, 
boy, do I have a cover for you then. It's Big Daddy in 1985. Big Daddy. <laughs> to change this lonely life. We've talked about Big Daddy a couple times. They're a band that does covers in various musical styles. They usually change from whatever the original yes. is. Um, they've been around for a number of years. I think the uh, membership has changed quite a bit. Um, they're allegedly a comedy band. I still don't get it. Uh, yeah, I didn't think it was funny. But this is their 1950s style version, or I think late 50s. Yeah, like late 50s, early 60s that then... Yeah. The I, chorus yeah, becomes the song La Bamba. Yes, exactly. This is <laughs> the La Bamba cover. When, when I played this uh, <laughs> I for like, what's that song called? Now I know. When I, I when I when I played this for my roommates, um, Nicole immediately said "ew" when she heard the vocals. I didn't think they were bad. What? They were good. But they just sound yeah, they're they're like kind of totally Frankie fine. Valley style. And then I said they're like Frankie Valley and Jake, not you, Jake, different Jake, obviously. Roommate Alex, Jake. that's a betrayal on this podcast. <laughs> Jacob. That man's name is Jacob. Um, Jake. said, that's not what Frankie Valley sounds like. Frankie Valley's way higher than that. And I was like, I don't know enough about Frankie Valley to challenge this. But I looked him up and I'm like, no. I'll be dead honest. Don't even know who Frankie Valley is. Uh, yeah, Do you know my Jersey? only reference yeah. was like kind of like Elvis or like Paul Anka, but with extra vibrato. Paul Anka. What a guy. A Frankie. <laughs> Frankie Valley, not how I would have spelt it. Yeah. Um just uh watch Dirty Dancing. He's got a song in there, I think. Oh, I know the song December 1963. <laughs> oh, what a night. Oh. I feel like I saw. Oh my god, that's like 8 days after JFK was killed. Rest in peace. Oh, damn, yeah. 11/22/63. You got it. <laughs> It's a lot faster. It's a lot faster. It's a lot dancier. I was, I was just yeah, reciting my bank faster. pin. <laughs> and it's like, guitar's like a little more a little guitar. Surf. Uh, yeah, we've got yeah, some guitar. It's, uh, it's a very, it's like that kind of 50s rock. Right? Boom, yeah. boom, 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 like very I Elvis Presley. Yeah, that would yeah, work too, like early yeah. Beach Boys. The, and they and there's hit some... like tins and shakers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they hit and, a cowbell and during the chorus. Yeah, and is structurally... They kind of like come in with that <laughs> intro. They got like their little like bluesy ish early rock guitar riff of like, then he does his singing thing. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a baby crying. He does this thing and it's a lot faster. Gotta take a little time. A lot faster. And then um, they actually kind of like break down during the, uh, what's the section? Pre chorus? Pre chorus. Yeah. So they kind of like go to like muted guitars. And he does this whole, he does her like, in my life, there's been heartache and pain. Like, kind of almost talking. Yeah, it kind of like takes it down words. a little, you know? Yeah. And then the chorus becomes La Bamba. <laughs> That's right. I didn't know how to look up what that song was. So I didn't know what it was called. We just got to remember it's called La Bamba, and then you look that up. Yeah. That was my real problem there. The thing is, if you know the title of the song and the artist, very easy to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Alex, you said you didn't find this version funny. Um, I think that was not... me that said that. I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't. I said I don't really get what the joke is for the band. Okay. Like it's fun. I like it, yeah. but I don't know if it's like I wasn't like in stitches. 
Is it just comedy by juxtaposition? Like, yeah, maybe. Here's this serious song, and now it's La Bamba. <laughs> that was the funniest part all- because I was like, wait a minute. And also has that like Wild West flute come in. Yes, the- right at like 127, it does little. Is everybody forgetting when he just yells out "En Espanol" and does like a whole Spanish? Oh, we're verse? getting to that. <laughs> oh, they they do that, John. They do that twice, in fact, once on the fade out. They do do an entire chorus, I assume, in Spanish. Yeah. So that's fun, and yeah, it's uh, it's a lot faster. It's out in three minutes. Yeah, I think it's. I think the single version of uh, "I Want to Know What Love Is" is a lot shorter than the album version. I wouldn't know. Well, I wouldn't know how long I know what love is. I the single version. I don't really care if you show me. Um, yeah. So at two thirty-four, a guy says "En español," and then they they do a, a chorus in Spanish. Then they flip back to English, and then as it's fading out, the guy says "En español" again, and they they switch back to Spanish as it fades out. Okay, I guess that's, that's pretty silly, funny, John. Though. You win this one. Thank you. So is that? But is that? Is that like laugh out loud? Did you laugh, John? Yeah, I did actually. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was legitimately smiling like the whole time through this song because it was just like so bizarre compared to coming right after original Foreigner. Yeah. And then he did En Espanol and I just lost it. You know what? It. Maybe that's why I didn't think it was funny. It was because mine was on shuffle mm. and skipped to a different one. And then I was like, oops, I'm on shuffle. And then I went back to that oh, one. Oh, okay. Hmm. So maybe it was the comparison between the two. Like directly. Right, and it might just be like for Alex and I, we've covered Big Daddy two other times. Yeah, so we know what and to th- expect. Oh, yeah, this I is see. just just like their move. Yeah. And this is the first time I've heard them, so that might be it. Yeah. What else? What else have we talked about that they did, Alex? They covered. They did uh, once in a lifetime, but it was this weird like like African choral thing. Oh yeah, it was like yeah yeah yeah. And did did they also do just what I needed? Um, yes, they did just what I needed. I think you're just what I needed. Yeah, it's like super slow. Yeah. So they don't just do like. No, it's like not Beach just Boys like 50s style. style stuff. No, they kind of oh, go. Interesting. I think I their like move John's is they fan. just like. They, they just did. ask like, what is the least likely genre for this, and then they do that. I dig that. That's sweet. They also did. I think getting better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the thing is, is like they're good at what they do. They're legitimately skilled. I have always enjoyed their covers. Uh, yeah, it's like no like shade on too that. Skilled, that. That's why I didn't find it funny. I thought they were being serious because well, yeah, I didn't know them, and I was just like, "Yeah, they hmm. speak Spanish. Like, do your cool. thing." <laughs> yeah, a Spanish yeah. verse in a song is like not that unusual these days. It really isn't. So, but was it in 1985? I imagine it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of just before we started getting like like ethno pop hitting the yeah there was the radio waves. I know, like in the '90s, would be a larger sort of explosion of like Miami-based um, Latin pop or whatever you'd call it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this one is like fun. There's a little guitar solo that's pretty pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I, I like think. I like the yeah. end part because like that flute comes back and this kind of like the flute and the guitar go back and forth. Yeah. I like the La Bamba. <laughs> Man, they fit a lot into three minutes. They, they really they do. did, yeah. <laughs> I applaud them yeah, for they're that. Really at the very... And, you know, it, it's uh, according to Billy Joel, it's the perfect length for a pop song because it is 3.05. Oof, perfect. 
Yeah, good, fun. Loved it. A lot of drum hitting stuff. They have a fun time with it. I have a fun time with it. Me too. Let's talk about Gloria Gaynor in 1986. We should. So we've talked about Gloria Gaynor before. This is her again. She is, of course, uh, she did We Our I Will Survive. Yeah, that's, that's her big her, claim to her fame. Big song. Um, and this is her version of it. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty safe. Honestly, it's very yeah. faithful to the original. The biggest difference is that it's Gloria Gaynor singing it. Yeah, yeah. there's like there's some like cool bass sound mm-hmm. going on, and like the oh, yeah, effect of the distortion on the guitar is a bit different. Gives it a different. Vibe. Well, you mean in that there is a guitar? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I think just one synth, maybe? Yeah, the synth- yeah, it's much less synth-heavy. Yeah, the guitar did a lot of like synth and vocal parts. Mm-hmm. They also do yeah, more but whereas- like, chorus than the other one. I think it starts earlier. Like, extra singer. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm like looking through my notes to see if I wrote that down. Well, yeah, they the backup singers come in on the pre-chorus doing some oh yeah um, uh, which yeah they only uh, come in for the chorus in the original, so that is correct. Yeah, and whereas in the original, it the synth was all just like these synth pads being like, mm-hmm. this one is like kind of <laughs> I'm so doing glad these like I get to be here for a song that has synth doing like <laughs> does a lot of these like filter sweeps in this one. There's a lot of that going on. Uh, for the synthesizer, so you just kind of like, you know, and I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Hear that? Hear? Yeah. I hear that. That's what the synthesizer does. Yeah, baby. I just noticed that the bass gets a lot funkier during the chorus. It's way funkier. <laughs> it's sweet. Yeah, the bass yeah. sounds so cool on this one. <laughs> yeah, it's some real good steel sound on it. But it's yeah. just like weird because it's tinny. a little bit out of place because it, it's it's so funky. But the rest of the song is like not. Yeah. The rest of the song is just like exactly the same as the original, and then you've just got this bass player going wild. He's great. Yeah, fucking kicking ass out here. So, yeah, I-, I thought it was a bit awkward, but fine. Like you said, safe. Yeah, it's a safe, safe version. Yeah. Like, Gloria Gaynor can fucking sing, and this is a song for people to belt, and she belts it pretty well. All these things you she said? She does eventually. True. Yeah. Takes her time to build up to that. She does both the, like, there's, I guess, two parts to this song. There's belting in the chorus, and there's that, like, powerful, like, solemn energy in like the verses. Like, husky stuff, yeah. Yeah. hmm And she also cuts, like, two minutes off this. Yeah. Which, probably a good idea. Which was a relief. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be a lot of five-minute songs. Yeah. yeah where good two minutes is just the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's all I have to say about this one, unless anybody else has something to say. Nope. 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 Okay. Well, this this next song is gonna make you say yes, rude boy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's John Mark and the Soul Shakers in nineteen ninety five. So 
So they describe themselves as an unstoppable force of nature. The group's leader, Jamark, is a gifted singer-songwriter, dynamic performer, and entertainer. He was born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica, and the authenticity of his craft definitely shines through. His musical talents began to emerge around the legendary Bob Marley family. Hang on, just Marley family. You know, Bob Marley's family. <laughs> around the late 70s to early 80s when he was introduced to Bob through his sister, Pearl. At the time of Bob's passing, Jamark made a vow to the Almighty to not let this classic form of roots reggae music fade away. That's pretty epic. That yeah, makes that's pretty me hardcore. feel bad about my thoughts about this song. <laughs> Listen, I'll drive out to Calgary to fight you over this song. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay, so hang on. Are the Soul Shakers like the entire band or just the other vocalists? I believe they're the entire band. Okay. One of the guys That's is all. named Casey Jones, which was as far as I read because I was like, oh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Stopped. I think I only looked at his or his facebook page which has mm -hmm. an image has not much about but it has an image of just like a bunch of like rastafari stuff there's a picture of Haley selassie or like i mean his about section is where i pulled his story about swearing vengeance for bob marley or whatever oh shit <laughs> yeah, isn't it like five paragraphs <laughs> yeah it's huge it's really long oh yeah <laughs> i took, I took a really long segment <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. what I get for not clicking C more. Damn. So, so yeah, Jamark is lead vocal and rhythm guitar. Casey Jones is drums and vocals. Uh, Tafar Watkiss is bass. Ka Kaitano is uh, keyboards and vocals. Ma Mark Tyson is lead guitar. Cedric Mark Bravo. <laughs> the heavyweight runner-up, Mark Tyson, lead guitar. Uh, Cedric Bravo on sax and vocals. And Atara and Ashley Phillips do vocals as well. That's a lot of soul shakers. And this is this is a classic like 1990s cover. Like this is the kind of shit that Shaggy does, where they they cover the song, they make it reggae, and then they include a random like verse of their own. Yes, he's got his actual. Uh, I also like the says, intro. Love, spliff, wisdom, weed. <laughs> That's what I wrote. Down. <laughs> yeah, talk about a lot of weed. Um, yeah, I think he I did that verse twice as well. Yeah, he does fit that in twice. His love is what the world really needs. Come together and we plant the seed. Love, spliff, wisdom, weed. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't find, I couldn't, I couldn't make them out like well enough, but I, I did get love, spliff, wisdom, weed. That's <laughs> all you need, man. Which, which, well, yeah, which when you understand <laughs> like the, the cultural significance of that and, you know, the, the original version had a choir in it. It was kind of religious in its own way. This is like a more Jamaican-styled religious song about love and that he mentions weed. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like fairly appropriate, actually. Yeah, it actually it kind of fits in. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Vanessa, you mentioned the opening. Why'd you like that so much? I just like that it was different. They didn't jump right into the lyrics. They're kind of doing little yeah, like, like calls he... back and forth, and then they did kind of similar to the ending where they like layered the ending, which I thought was better. But I really didn't like the female vocalists at all which i think was the one reason i didn't like it but that was more a preference okay. i found I, them annoying I kind of, play a large part i kind of agree at least like just after the third verse there's like the backup singers come in and i was like what the what is going on like it was rough i think and then yeah. at the end it's fine when they're doing the like outro parts but yeah. like just that first bit i was like what why it's like just it was really like grating and i don't really know why yeah the like I think opening it's just and Jamar the has got like a really decent voice maybe and then he let those girls show up <laughs> he 
Done like kind of soul shakers, please. Doing this like really high well, like harmony, that it's it doesn't quite work. I'm, yeah. Yeah. It, I don't th know. That doesn't quite work. There are two elements that it's, stick it's, out. It's like, yeah. A it's like definitely the highest of all of the vocals of like any of yeah. them. Yeah. So you got the the backup vocals, and then you've got that that like Tiffany synthesizer <laughs> that comes in. And the chorus. Let me. I, it's like, yeah, like a, so. If you go to like one fifty-five, you can hear it's like beep beep beep. <laughs> oh, the like brassy, the like horn brass type synth. Yeah, it just stands out a lot to yes. me. I mean, now I want to ask: Does anybody know what he says between "Yes, Rude Boy" and something about loving foreigner in the beginning? In the very beginning. <laughs> no, I yeah. didn't make out it. Yeah, I really struggled to like, I liked hear it. a lot of what he was saying. <laughs> I have no clue what he said, but I liked it. <laughs> I think he says, foreigner, you're for loving. But before that, he says something else. Man, you started talking right as I got to that. He says, would they, uh... I have no what idea. does that mean? I have no <laughs> idea what he says. He does say, Wudea or something. Wudea! Is that, wait, was that the name of one of the people in the band? No. <laughs> Is that how they pronounce Casey Jones? <laughs> No, I have no idea. But yeah, so you, you got your classic reggae rhythm. Uh, it's a very a very dubby bass, so not a lot of mid or treble on it, just exclusively the bass part. Right. Very low. Doom, 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 boom, boom, boom. Alex, is there steel drum in this? Um, I didn't write anything down. I This has a lot of... Um, I think a lot of it is synthesized. So, like, there's okay. a skank, and what? it kind of sounds like steel Which drum. <laughs> but I think it's keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the rhythm, John, where they oh, they okay. emphasize the two and the four of the measure. Dun, dun, oh, okay. You know, thought you were hating on one of the soul shakers. Yeah, well, <laughs> one or more. Whoa. Yeah, so I would say like the lower end of this song works well. I think the rhythm section is fine. I think Jamarcus has a good voice, and I like it when it yeah. goes la 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 love. <laughs> oh yeah i wrote that down that was great that was fucking awesome but yeah there's something in the high end of this piece one that that quote brassy synth is <laughs> sounds like garbage <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you let your kid in the studio and they're like <laughs> yeah it was like like i like i was saying there, there's synthesizers for the it seems like a lot of synthesizers where there could have been like other instruments like they could have had horns actual horns but they yeah. used a synthesized version and it took a little bit away in this case. Yeah. And maybe it was just the tone they ended up using. It was not. Could be. And then, yeah, the piece ends actually with the backup vocals and then some piano chords. Yeah. Which is maybe not the strongest way to end. No maybe, fade this but time. But at least the backups no are fade. stronger in the end <laughs> than in the middle. Fair is that is that all we have to say about this one? I also yeah. like the like change oh, of pace. No. Just like yeah. that there was like faster and slower to the lyric. Since my mm. critique of the like basic version of the song, the Gloria one and the original one, is just that it's like super mellow and I wonder if it fits the lyrics. Right. So this one was like the energy shifted in different parts of the song. 
Just like the Big Daddy version. Just like the Big Daddy version. <laughs> Just like Another it. fan. Just like the Big Daddy version. This one also had like the rhythm, like lyrical rhythm of the song. And then he did his part where he was like faster. This is like added first. Yeah. Mm. So they got the like rhythmic um, changing. Yeah. Now, Alex, I got one question here. Yeah. Uh, is, is there a music video for this one? I didn't, I didn't find one. Okay, so there's no Bigfoot in this. Gotcha. Nope, not this one. That would be a good one for Bigfoot. It's coming. Is it in Alvin and the Chipmunks? I couldn't find the scene in the movie. I couldn't either. Um, I, I I found a scene where they played the original version. The original, yeah. We'll get to that uh, in a second. First, we got to tackle right. Mariah Carey First. in the year 2009. But slightly less importantly... Mariah Carey. She's no yeah. chipmunk. She's no chipmunk for sure. I've got a quote here from some Australian uh, magazine. Let's see what they have to say about this. They say, uh, Ryman Reason uh, stated that, quote, while Carey stayed true to the original, this piano-led remake is less of an overhaul of the classic 80s hit than it is a modest but impressive update. And that kind of sums it up, minus maybe the word impressive. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was it? Was it modest? Modest but impressive. Yeah, yeah, modest, because it's, like, pretty much just piano, isn't it? Yeah, and hand snaps. Hand snaps. Yeah, lots some of snapping. Like, I said that some of the synth was done there by, was like, There was some chimes. extra drum work in, like, the There was some half. sweet drums at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, like, cymbal rolls to, to yeah. bring into different segments of the Also, does it sound like she's just colder in the first verse? And that doesn't, like, I might need it when I'm colder. Like, it's a jacket. Mm. But it's Maybe. actually like warm her knowledge. But it doesn't make sense. <laughs> the love. <laughs> It'll keep love her warm. No, no, what she needs is reading between the lines to keep her warm. <laughs> I mean, it's an activity. <laughs> yeah. You gotta use that brain power to bring up the blood flow in your body, I guess. Also, apparently, this, song, this version was very successful in Brazil. So that's cool. I thought it was a pretty good version. And you're not even Brazilian. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) You're not? Nope. Wow. Learn something new every day. Secret. Huh. I thought it was good. Hang on, Alex. I I think she does say say colder. I'm I'm going to go to the music video and slow it down through the powers of YouTube. All right. It'll sound weird, though. Oh, she totally says colder. Oh, yeah, she says colder for hell, is sure. <laughs> All right. The hell, Mariah Carey. Smart, not Mariah Carey. The original line barely makes sense. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we cleared that up. See, so, yeah, it's piano heavy. You know, Mariah Carey does kind of what Gloria Gaynor does, except with more stripped down instrumentals. Yeah, it sounds like Mariah Carey's singing, I mean, like kind of breathy and a lot higher than mm-hmm. Gloria Gaynor. Yeah, and we get so we get cymbal rolls to kind of transition between the different segments. A little right. Yeah, this is like the percussion is like drum machine percussion. It's very yeah synthesized sounding. Yeah, and that comes in on the chorus. Um, a lot of echoed backup vocals. Uh, there's actually I think an organ that starts to kind of break through the track at about two minutes. Yes, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of neat. Kind of neat in the background. Just. Does her voice seem really pitch corrected in this version to you? Like, or not necessarily pitch corrected, but like, there's a lot of processing. But it, it um, sounds to I me, like, I don't know. Like, there's I a lot of noticed. effects on there. 
but I won't claim to be an expert. I didn't I'm, notice, but like, I'm not super she's a pop singer, I assume. Yeah, it's I there. guess that's kind of standard. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I just know. a lot of production, not necessarily the pitch correct. Yeah, but... yeah, pitch correction was the wrong, the wrong word. But once you start getting the echo effect on there, and then you get all the, she's you know doing her Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, she does her like I think she does some like whistle register stuff closer to the end. And yeah, that is very high and almost sounds like not a voice. Oh shit! I was playing the YouTube version. I still got it on half speed. <laughs> So that's really that's neat. That's tough to do, I guess. But uh Well they don't call her the Songbird Supreme for nothing, Alex. <laughs> they call her the Sorceress Supreme? Songbird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorcerer. That's so sick. <laughs> well, let's talk about the music video for this one, shall we? Please let's <laughs> let's so Mariah Carey is singing in a uh, football a stadium. Now, At least I believe it's a football stadium. It's a stadium for sure, but it's like very CGI. This happened. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? It's a baseball stadium. Probably. Sometimes you can do both. No, not when there's the fucking little right. baseball mound You're shit. Right. It's right. It's, it's not the right. It's not the right size. It's clearly a baseball stadium. It's just I like stopped paying attention. Then there was nothing but green around her. I'm like, where the fuck is the baseball happening yeah. in this place? Nothing but green screen around her on all sides. Yeah, and so it is uh, the New York baseball stadium, by the way. Oh, it's a uh, Yankee Stadium. Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, Yan Yankee Field. Is that what they the call it? <laughs> the Don't Yankee know. Dome. <laughs> Yankee Dome. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so like green screen <laughs> so, yeah it's like it's bad by 2009 standards let alone yeah, today's standards yeah and she just brings a lot of people together they're crying yeah so the, the implication having... seems to be by shooting to audience members that we're exposed to all different kinds of of love so you get like a, a father and daughter. You get this really creepy blonde kid who looks up at his non-gendered parent and just looks creepy. There is there there is a gay couple who appears at four or forty two seconds. There is a, I believe a polyamorous lesbian relationship that shows up at one o two, plus a lady behind them who's just trying to capture a picture of me, but she is struggling, doing her best. Then though. That, doing her best though. That creepy kid gets put up on the jumbotron for some reason. At around 121. That's, wanna, that's Marty McFly. That. That's not Marty McFly. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking kid ate Marty McFly. <laughs> he looks like, um, what was it, like young Joffrey from Batman? <laughs> <laughs> that's right, yeah. He's in Batman Begins. Batman Begins. <laughs> Marty McFly, He's got big old fucking eyes. His eyes look like they've seen a lot. Yeah, those eyes are mad. Man, that's such an uninspired music video. <laughs> it is really trash. And then there's a cop for some reason. I was yeah. really hoping that like the the like an audience member to be so overwhelmed with love that they just you know try to rush the field and then the cop oh, yeah. has to take her out. <laughs> can't Mariah Carey was just in like a, a green screen room the whole time with a choir. Yeah. Later, choir, on. yeah, eventually a choir appears out of nowhere. Comes out <laughs> like the there's field no and does choir. And at first, things. at first I saw from behind. I was like, why the fuck are there graduates? Is this a high school graduation? <laughs> like. They graduate yeah, to it. knowing about love. And people clap, and then, you know, they're like, hey, that was a good time, Mariah Carey. Yeah, that's the, that's the music video. Her hair looks great. That's the music video. And her hair looks great. 
Yeah, um, Mariah Carey's always looking good in music videos. Give her that. Yeah. <laughs> that little blonde kid, not so much. Mariah Carey, though. They cared. Yeah. The makeup team cared. Way to have a professional hair and makeup team, Mariah. Way to go. Not a lot of people can do it, but you, somehow you pulled it off. <laughs> well, I'm sure they put makeup on the little kid, too, but they just, like... Yeah, that's to much. cover up the fact that he's actually a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> they, did the, they did the best they could. That's very rude of them, because I think if we're going to show all kinds of love, he can be a skeleton. You know what I mean? Yeah, little skeleton boys deserve love, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all the other kinds of couples. Sleep. Forget little skeleton boys, huh? Let's talk about Alvin and the Chipmunks. I'm done with Mariah. Yeah, I'm done with Mariah. Um, so Alvin and the Chipmunks... <laughs> Um, I knew this was on here because I saw when you sent me the link. And mm-hmm. then when it got yeah. to that, I was like, ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> In my car. <laughs> and then, because because Spotify puts album artwork on your lock screen, I was like at the gym and I brought up my phone to check the time. And it was just like, Alvin. I was like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> and God I hid my it. phone immediately. It was the Squeakquel cover. Yes, it was That's Alvin correct. and the Chipmunks 2, the Squeakquel. And not Alvin and the Chipmunks 3, Chipwrecked. No. <laughs> also, if you click on the artist in Spotify, it brings you to Alvin and the Chipmunks, and there's a new design. So they're still doing Chipmunks with a oh new, more fucked oh, up Oh, yeah, design. They, they've got a, uh, it's a TV show on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's Because f- uh, I tried to find the movie on there to see if I could find the scene it's in. So the original is used in the squeakle during a moment... <laughs> When <laughs> yeah, I just I just plain face said squeak I tried to tried to roll past that. But they uh. they like encounter the chipettes for the first time who are the gender swapped version of the chipmunks and then everybody like, oh, falls uh. in love immediately. But Ivan has told the chipmunks that I mean the chipettes that the chipmunks can't be trusted. Who Ivan is, I don't know. Why the chipmunks can't be Ivan's trusted? The smart don't one. know either. Well it's a lie. He has glasses. Well, Ivan, so Simon, he has to be. Simon is the smart one. Oh, uh oh. Then he's the dumb one. <laughs> Theodore is Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. Ivan is a is a third party. Is a third party. Is he a, also a chipmunk? I think he might be an antagonist. I think he's the chipette's Dave. Oh shit! Dave is what? the foster Dave parent is the, for yeah. Alvin and the chipmunks. He's, he's their human. Oh, okay. okay. He directs. You guys never watched that scene. movie where they like turn into a werewolf across yeah. the world? Oh, oh no. I saw the werewolf one. <laughs> what? I saw the werewolf one. The rescuers? They, uh, no, the, oh, I love the rescuers. So, so the Alvin and, and the chipmunks and the chipettes get swindled by like diamond smugglers. Get tricked into smuggling diamonds for them around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I like only remember the werewolf one. It's a buck wild movie. I also it, it? Wouldn't it be like I a, want to watch it now. A, a chip wolf? Yeah, it would be a chip <laughs> chip wolf. Yeah. So this one has this song, this version. It starts out with some drum and hand claps and like a synthesized bass line. Really, it's very really like, low synthesizer. It like drones. Yeah. And the bass is pretty low too. Yeah, it's like a, it's pretty much a, <laughs> you know, like a traditional, like, 2009 pop setup for... Yeah, like, kind of dark synthy pop. Yeah. 
So and then they sound yeah. like the chipmunks. Yeah, they sound like yeah, the chipmunks. Yeah, but that's now, why I appreciated the low synth and the low bass. It was like balancing. You got the whole the chipmunkiness uh, a, a little bit. Dynamic contrast. Yeah. So I know the way apparently the way they used to do the the vocals on these because these Chavin and Chipmunks have been around since like the sixties or something like that. They suck a dude in the nuts. They suck a dude in the nuts. No, in the nut, just one. Um, they would just one. They would. Uh, sing really slowly at a normal frequency, at a normal because that's how you sing. Um, but yeah. really slowly, and then speed it up so it was the oh, right like, speed. But now yeah. the voices were all really high. Oh. I have to imagine it's a lot easier now. Oh yeah, you can just pitch correct. Yeah, just, like, now you can just correct. train yeah. real squirrels and chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put them in the Can't studio. Call them <laughs> I said squirrels and chipmunks. Are now they, that we've entered, like very different. Like squirrels can't sing and chipmunks can't. Now that we've entered the awakening of the age of Aquarius, we can speak to and train chipmunks to sing. <laughs> Finally. Finally got No there, more working everyone, with the, the post-production. It's all one take, baby. One take, Just baby. like this. Just, yeah. Um, so they do. I don't know if it's supposed to be like a double tracked harmony throughout this, or if I'm spo- we're supposed to believe that it's all of the chipmunks singing. I think it is all the chipmunks singing, but I haven't seen the scene. Yeah, nor have I. Um, and it costs too much to, to rent on Google. I've been saving up my Google bucks for not renting Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> not Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> yeah, I gotta buy fucking for literally anything else. I thought it might Inky just Baders be the one Pokemon singing, Go. but I don't. Um, I didn't see the movie. So the other thing they do in this song is there's a lot of like background vocals that'll repeat, but it's the like sound they make, but it's like oh, yeah. kind of based off of his thing between the first two verses in the original where he goes, oh, it's the guttural uwu, like it's kind of like that, but oh, yeah, it's sped up and it's chipmunks doing it. So like Damn. that comes up a couple times. I love how they gave them little like vocal like trails as if they were like. A little bit inspired by the Mariah Carey one, even though they're chipmunks. Oh, yeah. Like they yeah, didn't it was just do it Mariah straight. Gray. They wanted to like be fancy. Yeah, they do that like Yeah. <laughs> they threw some extra twists and turns in there. And we get this uh we get this synth. It's almost bubbly, but it yeah. also sounds like someone sampled you know when you talk to a villager in Animal Crossing and they like <laughs> do that little oh, panicked just, like, motion? <laughs> How come when you said when you talked to a villager in Animal Crossing, I instantly like heard the sounds and saw the graphics, and I was like, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the yeah, one. it's like that. that. It's like somebody one. put that on a synth, and I was like... Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's like bubbly, <laughs> like you said, yeah. and just repetitive, and it actually comes up a fair amount. Yeah. Um, it's almost like, I don't know, like you know how kids' songs have like animal sound effects and other sound effects and stuff? It's almost right. like they wanted it to be kid friendly, so they're like, I don't know, put a fucking bubble sound effect in it. Put some bubbles some in there. <laughs> I don't know. Kids love bubbles. They'll know what's it. made for them. They're like, but the chipmunks wear shirts and no pants, so what is real? That's not kid friendly. No. Not kid friendly. Why is Theodore at all? But so they fat? They do wear oversized hoodies. Yeah, why is Theodore so fat? It's his character design. He eats. Quit overfeeding it's your chipmunks. Baseball cap, glasses, fat. Who do you think wins an eating competition, Theodore or uh, Garfield? Garfield would destroy Theodore. Garfield would, would just eat, eat Theodore. Theodore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So this one, I, I didn't think it was that bad, honestly. I thought but it was like, the it's, best. It's entirely unremarkable. 
mostly. Like, I, I wasn't, like, blown away by it. Hang on, Vanessa, this is the one that made you go, like, oh, Foreigner had it wrong. <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks really speak to the spirit of this song. That's what you're telling me? Yes. I'm living on the edge over here. Like, I almost got kicked out the first time. Now I have to admit that I there was something I really liked about the Chipmunks. You know Hear what? This version is actually the smartest version on here. Ah. How so? Yeah. I, how so? Okay. So, I did a little bit of research on chipmunks, right? <laughs> oh, shit. Sure. Are chipmunks spies? Do chipmunks know what love is? <laughs> exactly, Alex. So, I googled, do chipmunks know what love is? <laughs> and I found this quote. Chipmunks are mostly solitary creatures, at least until breeding season arrives. Twice a year, in spring and late summer, males and females come together to mate, then part ways again. Female chipmunks raise the pups, but don't remain close to their offspring once they leave. So chipmunks do not know what love is. So it makes total sense that Alvin and the chipmunks are singing a song about wanting to know That's what love is. That's why they need a foster father in Dave. Oh my Dave. god, yeah. Well, they're growing up in a human world, and so they hear this idea of love. They're like the organic version of Johnny Five, the They're robot like, who I've referenced twice now for some reason. <laughs> what what is what does the chipmunk do in the springtime? What is mating season really? That's what they want to know. They want to know. How can they find They want to know what all the, the people are doing What's when the they hub talk about, about love. Yeah. They're this, like, this song is genius. It's, you know what? They really struck a chord with this. John, you, you <laughs> mm-hmm. people in this case wide open. Is that why you responded so positively <laughs> to the song, Vanessa? <laughs> Vanessa must have subconsciously understood that. Yeah, yeah, on, on a deeper level, she knew. John tried to but save your... me, and I said no. <laughs> so what was, what was He's your, like, what, no, what there's a good surface reason. surface level appreciation? Okay, my surface level appreciation was that they took the song, which is all mellow and moody and about not knowing what love is, and they brought out that feeling of longing in it, but they have the upbeat claps, so they're still hopeful. Like, they're, like, heartbroken. But they're hopeful that something will happen. They don't know what love is, Vanessa. Love hurts, but the Alvin and the Chipmunks version of the song (laughs) makes me feel like I know what love is because it's so contradictory. Because you feel a bit dumb listening to it. But then you're also, it like causes you to be like really grounded. Like the other ones you could listen to and actually be like, wow, I want to know what love is. And like, I've had it so hard. But the Chipmunk version, you have to be like, I've had it so hard, but like, look at me. I'm listening to Alvin and the Chipmunks, and I'm feeling something from it. So it's like upbeat, but like grounded, and it gives you this weird feeling where you're like, what the fuck is going on? And like, that's what love is. So it's teaching you what love is. That's it. That's my thought. I mean, I'll let you have that. But... Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and also, so you Chipmunks you... don't know what love is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So you you thought that this what provided hope at the end in it and that I feel like because it was upbeat because it was upbeat even though there's that sense of longing that like the lyrics and the song makes of like I want to know what love is. It right. it wasn't like down on themselves like oh I like cuz like in the main version like the lyrics are like oh I I don't know about it of like not been in love before since we covered that, but like been with people before and I still don't know what love is. This one's like, because they're chipmunks. I think they're in like school. I think they're like elementary students or something. They like have this longing. They have lockers and they're wearing hoodies. Oh, okay. So. They're junior high students. 
<laughs> Elementary students are not allowed hoodies. No. So, <laughs> so they have like this feeling of like really actually wanting to know what love is, but like the song's more upbeat than the other songs. So it's like pretty hopeful that like maybe they can find out what love is, you know? Like you're left in the air on if they're going to find out. Because the other one, it right. feels a bit like self-destructive. Like... But this one, like, maybe they can do it. We don't know. And there's that uncertainty where you're like, yeah, maybe they can do it. But I don't know. But I feel dumb for listening to this song. And then you have your own conflicted emotions. And you're like, wow, I want to know what love is. Yeah, get it, Elvin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm insane. Yeah. <laughs> get it, Elvin. <laughs> um, Alex, any other words before we move on to Amazon? Please add something. No, Alex, say something. (laughs) 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 All right. Amazon in the year 2016. This is a Swedish supergroup consisting of some people, and their names are Amanda Bergman, Gustav Estes, Pontus Winberg, Nils Tornqvist, and Peter Winberg. We talked about Pontus Winberg a long time ago when we talked about Toxic, because he's part of (gasps) Bloodshy and Avant. He is Avant. And, That's right. Uh, so they're a super group because, uh, or, yeah, he, yeah, he, uh, he wrote and produced for Madonna toxic. and Britney Spears, including the song Toxic. He's worked with Carly Rae Jepsen. His brother, Petter Winberg, is, uh, founded a Swedish band called Little Marjorette, which is apparently a big deal there, and he's also done scores for TV and film. Uh, the vocalist Amanda Bergman has worked with The Tallest Man on Earth and some other people. She's performed on Conan and some shit. And then the other guy is also of part her. of the band, and that's why they're a supergroup. Oh, she toured with Wolfmother. Yeah. Neat. And they also Neat. won a Swedish Grammy, which is spelt like Grammy, but with an I instead I of a Y. I love that <laughs> I part. Love that. Like, won a Grammy, and then back's like, Swedish Grammy. He's like, yeah, I figured. <laughs> it's like one letter off. <laughs> Makes the same sound. The Grammys. <laughs> the Grammys. <laughs> so this one's a real subdued version compared to the other ones. Yeah, it, it almost makes you feel like you're wandering low. through yeah. the wilderness in the mountains. I like that it stayed low though. When the vocals went higher, wait, is this one the one with the music video, Alex? Oh yeah. Is this (gasps) one about Bigfoot? Oh yeah. (gasps) Oh my god. I didn't know there was a music video. An hour and a half. We've been waiting for this. Oh my god, this is beautiful. I'm gonna Amazon. So it's you get a city shot, and then it puts up the band, and then then the title. Now a shot of nighttime, lightning in the back. It's the Sasquatch coming to life. (laughs) <laughs> Let's get some scenery shots here. There's a man showering. Is he Bigfoot? Can't see his feet. Can't know for sure. <laughs> now a man sitting oh, on his it's, on the, it's on the a, It is a Yeti. You were right. <laughs> the, Bigfoot. He's, okay, he's looking at photos and stuff. He's trying to figure... Yeti is real. Oh, yeah, look at that, Alex. <laughs> look at that. He's Okay, he's got a photo on his lamp of different types of homo sapiens or homos. They're just homos? <laughs> yeah, I think you got it. I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> He, oh my god, this is an incredible music video. I'm upset I never watched it, Alex. <laughs> um, keep talking about the song. I'll yeah, let's talk about the song. You watched the video. Uh, so this is like a pretty like ambient, subdued version, even more so than the original, I would say. Yeah, um, I'd say her voice is even huskier than Gloria Gaynor. Yeah, she sings pretty low. Get some, get some breath in there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We got the so extra like it, it kind of like fades in. Yes, it's got like the extra stuff. It kind of fades in with this like sequence, like and then and then the baseline comes in. Yeah, he's this is an international journey for our character. Yeah, he's, he's like on going planes and trains, on and planes and stuff, and looking at photos. Keep going, Alex. So yeah, then they got this like electric production thing going on, and some other synthesizers making other like neat sounds, kind of like more strange sound, doing like a ba doo doo ba doo. On, on the little uh, on the little sun cover, what do you call that thing? The that you flip down on, on the, from the front of your oh, yeah, ladder and you're driving. Eye shield, sun shield, like an eye shade or something. Yeah, the eye shade on the back yeah. of it is a picture of the the, the yeti. Yep, there's lots of yeti. Um, Sorry, keep going. There's yeti. Um, there's also <laughs> there's also a thing near the start of the video where it said yeti on it, so I'm surprised that Alex was yeah, like, "Oh, I think it's real. a Sasquatch." That's because I forgot that I I missed. Hang on, now he's playing with a little man. Yes, he plays the with little the little man. Little is singing to him. Um, sometimes it's just some kind of doll. Um, the this one oh, also has fun. like a kind of old west style like guitar thing. <laughs> so that's two mm. songs that have had that kind of sound. Um, so that's kind of neat. Yeah, they also um, do like the vocals have a reverb too. Do you think that this guy was in a relationship with the Yeti? It it seems to be that way. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, that would be my guess, yes. Um, Ooh, foot shot. I didn't know Quentin Tarantino directed this. <laughs> Bigfoot? Uh, I guess that shot. makes sense. Is yeah. it normal oh, that I think so, I've no, seen that church sport. that's in the video? Have you oh, been, that dude's have having you been a good-looking beer. <laughs> looks really good in that glass. Yeah, it, well, it looks like a beer advertisement. Norway, I may have seen that church. Yeah, save for the fact that he actually got to drink it. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe he is in Norway. This is a globe-trotting adventure. That's I just right. feel like I've seen yeah. that church, like, shot for shot. And he really has traveled so far. He, he did travel yeah. far. Um, <gasps> no. No? Oh, the foot shot the is because of the, like, Yeti foot big. Yeah. Or, like, Wait, the it. Yeti has a big foot? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hang on now. <laughs> Hold up. Yetis have right. big feet. So, They're the Bigfoot of like the Arctic mountain region. Oh, yeah, they actually like... get the music to cut as he's so close to the Yeti. Where they're yeah, by the trees, you mean? So far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's dancing or is he practicing to fight the Yeti? No one knows. <laughs> he's going to dance fight the Yeti. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> one of his special skills <laughs> yeah, and, then he, the and then he puts the little doll man to bed his weakness is love and then he he bows in front he of needs to know the what it is. yeti head superimposed so this song man this version it's a lot of that like synth production um the chorus yeah. i think this is what you were talking about before <laughs> vanessa a lot of, like, you mentioned the stuff. you mentioned like the reverb on yeah. the vocals, are you talking about the chorus? Yeah, it's got this whole like tape echo thing going on. Like it's all broken up and like yeah. lo-fi sounding on the vocals and the piano, and then there's like a synth thing in there, and yeah, claps like you mentioned, a little bit tambourine. Mm -hmm. So like that's how they do that um, chorus. So there's not a uh, like choir in this one, but there's a yeti. So which <laughs> is clearly stolen our attention why the at man the moment faded out into into cows at the end can you explain that to me uh the cows are many but the yeti is few mm. i was thinking oh, yeah, maybe like oh. 
Like, he's just another one of the people looking for the Yeti. Like, he thought he was, like, a special guy with his own story, but he's just, like, any other, you know how they're, like, herd of sheep or whatever? Yeah, like maybe the maybe the Swedish translation the for sheeple is cow people. Well, maybe. I have that, no idea. You know, the, the Yeti, much like true love, is elusive and hard to yeah, find. Yeah, the Yeti's a <gasps> metaphor. And love was inside him all along. Chasing love. Which the he journey, finds at the end the by dance fighting. The journey was inside all along. Mm-hmm, he was not actually there. Pretty cool places. Yeah, that actually seemed pretty fun. Except for when he put like the journey. Yeti face on the little doll. And then it was like sleeping in his bed. That was really scary. It was less creepy with the the yeti on the face. Yeah, I, I found that much more calming. <laughs> yeah, that I doll found was it disturbing. Way it was fucking scary as hell. <laughs> the doll had a mustache. I didn't like it. Yeah, so that's yeah, I, it's quite a music video. It's quite a music that's video. Great. Um, so the this version is very uh, it's very like low energy. It's even when we get to the chorus, no, it's, it, like, it's, the, the instruments build. It's lower in the, tone. But it's not low energy because they have that drum beat going through it. Don't you think? I mean, it's a pretty... It's, I would argue the drum beat is more hypnotic than energetic, but... Okay, that's fair. I will accept that. <laughs> and, like, the, the, the dreamy synth noises we get at the start and the sort of almost clock-like arpeggiator, it's almost like a metronome that comes in at the beginning. Everything builds into this sort of quiet dreamscape rather than a a more explosive, you know, it's it's not it's no Alvin and the Chipmunks. I'm saying. Oh no, <laughs> certainly not. This what is, is a, this is a quiet love. This is when you are at the top. It's reverent. Mm-hmm. I feel like it does a good job of matching the lyrics, even though I've been like really hard on all of the covers about matching the lyrics. Mm. Like the energy, kind of suits what's happening. It's not like yeah. super low or super high energy. It's more like that dreamy, like in between. Yeah, like, and in the reverb. chorus, instead of getting the entire like choir in to bring it up, they they break it up and spread it out with this with this like kind of lo-fi tape sound that causes it to change and and mm-hmm. it feels like progression, yeah. progression in energy, but it still stays pretty low. Yeah, it stays kind of mm-hmm. like. With all the effects and stuff like that, maybe like a bit confusing, which is why it might suit the material. Because he's asking, like he wants to know what love is. He seems kind of confused. He's like, "Well, I've been with people before, but I still don't really feel like I know what love is." So, like maybe, maybe the layout of the effects. Yeah, I mean, there's only one person who can show you, right? The The Yeti. Yeti. (laughs) The Yeti. That's right. Yeah, also, uh, if you look at the the um, YouTube video comments, they're all about Big Mouth, so I think this was in an episode of Big Mouth. What? Oh. Specifically, huh. season one, episode nine. Okay. <laughs> that is specific. Uh, according to one of the comments. So, oh, okay. uh, all the comments were like, who came here from Big Mouth? And I was like, how the fuck does Big Mouth bring you here? <laughs> but I think it was in an episode of Big Mouth, based on everyone okay. saying it was. Um, it seems to be other uh, like otherwise why would they talk about exactly, it? Exactly, right? Plus they have like the hormone forget. monsters in Big Mouth and Okay. Yeah, they look yeah, like yeah. Yetis or Sasquatches. Which episode do you say? Episode nine. Uh, episode nine. I survived Jesse's Batman, so who knows? Who knows, man? Anything I didn't watch Big Mouth in that though. episode. Yeah. This person says it's Big Mouth is truth and says who's here because of Big Mouth. Considering Big Mouth is the only thing anyone knows this song for. 
I know I am. Well, joke's on them. I know this song for not big mouth reasons. I knew the band because I heard their cover other me. cover. But I've never seen cover big these mouth. people do. They have a really good one of California. Is it California Dreamin'? Yeah, this was oh, off that single same yeah. called California Airport Love, which is California Dreamin', <laughs> Dreamin', Airport, and I Want to Know What Love Is. It's a good title. Good title. Very succinct. Yeah. You know exactly you know what, what to you expect. Get. Yeah, you know what you're yeah. getting. I like that. Honesty in advertising. Thank you, Amazon. Speaking <laughs> of uh, commercial things, let's talk about Yamal the Rent in 2019. Yes. Who was the season six winner for La Voix? Which is the French, French version, of the, version of the voice. Oh, I didn't know that. La Voix. La Voix. Yeah, she was a voice La winner. Voix. Apparently, she's originally from Haiti, but I don't think she lived there. Like, I don't know how long she was there for, but. Well, yeah, that would she was. She was going to be French a doctor. Canadian. There. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, never mind. Now yeah. she sings. Now she sings, yeah. So that's. They're nice. one doctor down in Haiti. Uh... <laughs> Thanks to La Voix. <laughs> I'm sure they'll do fine. Thanks to commercials. Um... God damn it. <laughs> Lavoie takes another good one from us. <laughs> um, so this is like a, it's another piano-led version. It's most similar to the Mariah Carey one, except there's no like hand snaps or anything. It's, uh, she just kind of belts the whole yes. thing. It's and more, like, mm. it's way more vocal focused, which makes sense. Cause it's a yeah. voice thing, I think. That's, you could say it's Lavoie yeah, focused. Lavoie. Thing. <laughs> um, and she, her voice at the start is like, we talked about, oh, this one's a little lower. This one's a little lower, more husky. This is the lowest and huskiest. It's very husky. Yes. Yes, definitely. Also very soulful. Yeah, yeah. she also like has a very slow Like, like I played this song for my car, and now I have a full tank of gas. That's how husky it is. <laughs> hey. <laughs> wow. And I got a chocolate bar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and flavored water? Like, what? <laughs> Uh, did you guys did you my dad always got like lemon flavored water at gas stations when we were oh really on trips now is that that's not oh, universal that's like, a, that's like a little treat no it's i like know a treat. Uh, my dad would get i don't know truck chocolate speed, bar probably chocolate <laughs> bar. <laughs> yes very husky you. alex you were saying something i think actually until i decided to fart out a joke yeah <laughs> you care to continue um I think her voice is really interesting in this. Um, mm-hmm. The the changes are really like in the vocals, and there's like some interesting stuff in there. Like when she sings the "I want to know what love is" line, she does not hold on the "is." She does that very staccato, like it's it cuts off here. I want to know what love is, and then does just that's it. But the other lines are still mm-hmm. normal, so like it's kind of switching that up. Yeah, and she doesn't even bring in a choir until the second time the chorus that's comes. That's what in. I liked about yes. this song. Because it's I want to know what love is. So I like her like uh, being yeah. like alone in Solomon thinking about it. So she has like, to figure it out know. first. And then and later then she can join with together. other people and find out that other people also love. Mm-hmm. That it's a universal feeling. Yes, but she doesn't know that at first. Yeah. Her voice also made me feel like that she had a mountain to climb. But like she did, you know? You believe yeah, her. Yeah, I was buying it. <laughs> 
yeah, I think she she does a really dynamic vocal performance. Um, I was surprised that this one actually I like this one because it's from a fucking reality TV show winner, which generally those covers suck pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. we haven't really enjoyed those very much yet, but I I think this is pretty well done. Mm-hmm. It's because it's a French Canadian version. Quality yeah, over there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like it's not. There's like not enough of an audience for them to really like get the big bucks anyway. So like, fuck it. Yeah, it's not Let's really commercialized. Yeah, no. Somehow they still have had six seasons though. Yep. Well, yeah. I actually don't know what the ratings are. I had to go I'm through just, the voice just, seasons for the the like English like US one recently. There's like a million now. Yeah, that makes sense. But it turned out that I'd like you know, seen half of the third season, so. I've been alive for all of them. That scares me. That's pretty scary. <laughs> Do you know the original version of The Voice is Dutch? What's it called? Yes. What's it called? It's called uh, Das Love Voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Um, not going to question that. So, based, based on the reality singing competition, The Voice of Holland. The Voice of Holland. Also known as TiVo. <laughs> Oh, what? what? <laughs> TVOH, the voice of Holland. Oh, oh I, see. I see. Oh, yes. So, um, all right, yeah, so then the she H gets went. joined. At the end of it. Holland's silent. It's not silent. It's just how <laughs> it's just um, All right. So, and then as the song goes on, as you mentioned, she gets joined by a choir. And then there's, she still, like, staccatos those lines, but they are in the backing. In the backup, they sing the whole thing. And then eventually she does the whole thing, but that's kind of her like progression. Yeah. That one specific line. You are correct, Alex. Sure am. I applaud you for saying something so controversial. It's so brave. I am brave. Nobody applauded I? me for the things I've said today. <laughs> was it, it? You know what? It wasn't. It wasn't very brave, was it? Well, yeah, it's just controversial. You're just trying to start shit. <laughs> Alex is out here pouring his heart out. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Let's all take a second and respect Alex. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I deserve it. I'll be taking it. the rest of my goddamn life to respect Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like this version. Anything else to say? Um, I thought that at the end, like her vocals were so good, but because of how powerful it was when she said, like, I want you to show me, I couldn't help but think in my head that like it wasn't a like i want you to it was like you know like demand that they you thought she was getting forceful yes <laughs> because her voice was so powerful is it forceful or just compelling no it was it was forceful <laughs> that's how i felt anyway at the end which kind of like broke the song for me but hmm just in that it like breaks the and fourth no wall, you know? Monks, so. Yeah, the chipmunks was. The chipmunks. the chipmunks really just like. It fits the feeling of like wanting to know what love is, honestly, because it was just. Right, for the reasons John discussed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Now let's talk about two English musicians. Let's talk about love. Tyler and Mark. guitar since their teens and met when they studied at university. Mark, who's the son of a doctor, studied medicine and used to get some extra pocket money by playing guitar. 
Not oh. selling drugs, people. Playing guitar at a local pub for a singer who had sing-along evenings on the weekend. Tyler studied both. computer science and usually went home to his family during the weekends. Who cares? But in the autumn of 2015, <laughs> he went with some friends Aww. from his class to the pub where Mark played. During the evening, they were introduced by a common friend and started ta- talking music. This is excessive for two guys who do an elevator music cover version of this song. They quickly yes. found that they elevator. both liked the guitar work of the singer-songwriters of the 70s, like Simon and Garfunkel. Whoa, James they Taylor like Simon and, and Stephen Bishop. After a couple of weeks, Tyler joined the sing-along evenings, and they soon started making instrumental cover versions with their guitars oh, during what was supposed so, to be their breaks. This is so much. When the audience started so asking if they had a record going. with their own interpretation of the I can't believe songs, this is still happening. They decided to record like a to number of songs in the studio and so post like it for streaming. You thought, oh, I'm sure they did. Clearly, they wrote Wait, it. Who it's else still would going. write it? <laughs> It's a, it's way so too that, personal for them. Not Alex, to I'm read. trying to listen to the story. It's so long. I'm bored. You posted for streaming so that anyone could listen. That's how uh, our angry Gan toddler Alex needs and pictures. Still for continues. Story, no, Alex is it. right. That I'm been, hungry. That should have been one sentence. <laughs> should have said these two guys cover music. They Instrumentally, met, they had similar music interests. Two music. dipshits who like Simon and Garfunkel Aww. played this song. <laughs> yeah, but I need to know that Tyler usually went home to his pam- family during the weekend. Wait, <laughs> did Mark go home to his it family really, during like, the weekend? Makes him real. No, Mark was the son of a doctor. Yeah, Mark was the son of a doctor. <laughs> he made extra pocket money by playing guitar at a local cool. pub. I'm glad they had a. I'm glad they had a strong family. <laughs> I guess life his at home. Father, or, the doctor, didn't know. help him out. Well, he probably did. He filled in the rest that he make... couldn't get from the pub. Yeah, by playing guitar yeah. at a pub. You know how good paying gigs are at a pub? Not usually great. Yeah, but he said he paid for things using his gig. No, it said he made extra pocket money. Oh, well, he, they didn't we know that just meant me that. that he had just, money he just used it to buy pockets. <laughs> <laughs> money yeah, that would fit more pockets. Yeah. For real He thought they were cargo money. shorts. They were just regular shorts. So he turned them into <laughs> cargo shorts with his with pocket. extra pocket money. With his pocket money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, this is a, right, I mean, like, I'd expect on. this on the Weather Channel or whatever. Like, <laughs> that's it, you nailed it. It's, Alex. it's a, it's a, it's <laughs> yeah. acoustic guitar music for small rooms, but with the I Want to Know What Love is song instead of whatever's actually on that album that I've seen. Yeah, exists. it's one it. guitar does rhythm, the other does the vocal track. Yeah. You like this. What'd you like about it so much? I like, huh, that punk? I felt like there was like a build speaking to the of, lyrical verses. Compared to some of the other ones, it would be like, you know, like kind of low energy verse and then high energy chorus and then go back to the same low energy verse a bit. I like that this one felt like it was building, but I didn't like that the slides weren't very clear or when they switched chords, their hands were like too close to the microphone and I could hear like a plasticky sound. There was a little bit of that. Um, I thought they did a decent job of like filling out this. I thought they did a decent job of like filling out the space because... There were two guitars making guitar Yeah, sounds. it sounds big yeah. for just being two guitars, yeah. especially acoustic. Mm-hmm. So, that's all right. Yeah, you can tell that I, I think the like rhythm guy is managing song. to hit a, a bass note. And yeah. It's like, yes, yeah, so there's a bit where like th- he does like go low, and it's very bassy. So, that's kind of neat, too. So, yeah, that's, that's a pretty decent version. That's, yeah, as that's much fine. shit as I talked about it, I like to talk shit like just because, so. Hell, yeah. Alex is a real, you know, a real shit starter, a real loose cannon. real loose cannon like shit starter. That's me. But... Alex loose cannon yeah. broke Alex my ground. A, just a loose cannon shooting shit and, and getting ground. it started. Out of my cannon. 
But now it's my time to end it all with our final verdicts. Of oh my which gosh, there are three we made categories it. This week. <laughs> we did. Yeah, holy shit, it's been a journey and we still have an excessive bonus segment. <laughs> it's going to be a long bonus it's segment. It's going to be a long, long year. Be, Everybody yeah. buckle in. <laughs> three categories today. Kay. The worst version, the best version, and the love songiest version. Uh, Vanessa and Sean, you are our guests today. We'll start with Vanessa, go to John, move oh to God, Alex, no. and then me. Okay, we'll we'll start with John because we you, John. you know we, we like John. John, okay, gentleman first, worst. as they say. John, John, worst version of this. Go. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Gloria Gaynor just because like it didn't do anything particularly interesting. It was mostly the same, apart from that sick bass. Mm. Just didn't change enough up for me. That's yeah, very safe. And a lot of them did. Mm. Okay, great, Vanessa. Indeed. Worst version. Worst version. Confidence. I gave you like seven seconds. I there. feel like I, okay, I'll say Alex. Worst version. <laughs> the worst version that we talked about today. Hang on, my hand got stuck in a thing. All right. Oh um, my god, Alex. The worst version on, is Alex, Tyler and Mark. The worst version. <laughs> no, I got to give the worst version to Mariah Carey for being the lesser version released in two thousand nine, and also heard the music video. Yeah, the Which music video was why I was stuck. Garbage. Okay. Worst music video goes to Mariah. Yes, that was terrible. But worst cover, I, I agree with Dawn. Play the Gloria one because it was underwhelming and forgettable. Well, I, I thought the worst version was Tyler and Mark. I, in fairness, I barely gave him a chance. I put him on and I was just like, yeah, yeah it's forgetting. You're like, I already know what's going to happen. It's background music. So to me, that's boring. Yeah. At least at least Gloria Gaynor has something to, to hang on to. Honestly, like when I was listening to this playlist throughout the week, I, w I always thought that Yama Lorenz was the final song, and then when I actually looked at the playlist, I was like, oh yeah, put fucking Tyler and Mark on I like here. that you put them last, because it felt like we were fading out, you know? It was like our chill yeah, out Yeah, they're also song. just the most recent. <laughs> okay, best version. John, go. God, it's gotta be Big Daddy. Love that version. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> It's just so fun. Like I like I legitimately was smiling listening to it, which is weird for me. <laughs> and yeah, just en espanol. Lost en espanol. It. Great, great song. That's a well put together version. I think it sounds good and yeah, good for it. And it's really unique. It is. Yeah, it does stand out from the rest. Yeah. And bilingual. What's up? Exactly. Yeah. Although Yama uh, Lorenz yeah. should be bilingual. Yeah, but not think. in the song. She, you know. Yeah. Maybe when she performed it on La Voix, it was in French. La Voix. Oh, maybe. Yeah, if she performed it on there, I don't know. Um, Alex. She didn't. Yo. Um, Best version. I think I got to give it to Big Daddy as well. I really enjoyed that nice. one. Um, man of culture. A man of culture. Yeah. Because for... it was secretly La Bamba. And I I secretly <laughs> like La Bamba. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Th that La Bamba gem, you know, kind of sneaks up on you. But once you catch it, you're like, hang on a minute. Yeah. Is this La Bamba? <laughs> Vanessa, best version, why? After the video, I like the Amazon one. But special shout out mm. to Alvin and the Chipmunks for making me feel something. <laughs> So if you hadn't seen the video for Amazon, it would have been Alvin and the Chipmunks. I'm torn between Alvin and the Chipmunks, Amazon, and the Yama one. Those were my okay. like top okay. one. Top tier, gotcha. Yeah. 
Um, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose because it's equal parts good and bad, which I think <laughs> defines the foreigner song. It's gotta be Jamark and the Soul Shakers. Gotta be <laughs> fair. Yes, rude boy. Yes, rude boy. Houdini <laughs> or whatever he says. Houdini, yep. foreigner, you're for loving. <laughs> that was, I mean, the the rhythm on it. I was into it. Jamark saying that love is what the world really needs. Love, spliff, wisdom, weed. <laughs> felt that shit. Yeah. Um, it was a fun version. It's fun. But and that that fucking garbage synth that comes in is just, just trash. Yeah. <laughs> but still the best version. But yeah, it makes it memorable. You know what? That's something. Yeah, like their good points were really good, just their bad points were really bad. So Yeah, equal highs and lows, yeah. you know, and that really stands out. Okay, uh John, love songiest version of this and why? Love songiest version. Yeah, you heard me. Or loviest songiest, you know. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give it to Jamark and the Soul Shakers just because he put in his own his own verse about like what he thinks love is. Mm. I liked it. Yeah, and he, yeah, he brings his own perspective to the song. Yeah. Good old Jamark. Good old Jamark. Good old Jamark. What a guy. Oh, what you got for me, Alex? Loviest version. Yes, or songiest version. Or songiest no, just love songiest version. version. Lovey songiest <laughs> version. Um, the only one that was really embodied the concept of love at its core was also the I only one that successfully incorporated the Yeti. So it's Amazon. <laughs> it's got to be. That's a good call. There was. I think also genuinely though that one has some good some good qualifications behind it yeah it's a a quiet one you know it's got that uh, sort of more it's more ambient ambient it's it's thoughtful wistful yeah Yeah. got the confusion of the original it was probably my runner-up for favorite too so yeah i think that was a runner-up for me as well uh vanessa love songiest i think (laughs) but i'm gonna say maybe big daddy's one Maybe Big Daddy? Did you mean to say Alvin and the Chipmunks? Yes. <laughs> it was hey, the one that Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> it's the one that made you think of love, and that's yeah, good. Yeah, because it was like really you should answer Anna's honestly. Because Chipmunks don't know what love is. But Big Daddy was good for exactly. it because it had like the like, you know, you're at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> the La Bamba. Like you're having fun at the beach. The guy's got too much vibrato. He's like crying. It's just like you do at the yeah. beach, yeah. Yeah. Try and win over. Okay, your sure. Time. We all know that your honest answer is actually Alvin <laughs> and the Chipmunks, though. I think we oh, do. Yeah, we can see that coming. <laughs> I wish I remembered we'll the third pretend. question, so I could have answered the second question better. But I still chose well, Amazon. For what that are one. questions? But things that don't always need answers. Um, yes. I'm gonna say the love song is version is Yama Laurent, because it is both. It's got that love sensation of being like, like. It's like because it's I'm I'm thinking more of love song as a whole here. It's more like where, intimate feeling. Yeah, where and it yeah. is about belting it, you know, and and she pretty much belts it the whole time, and I'm into that, and that seems like love to me. So yeah, I felt like boom, Yamal Laurent. A really good love song, but I just felt like when you say love songiest, I expect it to be more like cheesy and upbeat. Mm. So I really liked that one, but what can I do? But it couldn't give it to it. That's fair. That's our final verdicts. If you agree with us, disagree with us, uh, want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, like the Tina Arena version, then hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, <laughs> at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise Guy, at Sir John Snow. I don't. Uh, Vanessa, are you on Twitter? No. 
don't talk to Vanessa. <laughs> Nobody wants to after I said I love the Alvin and the Chipmunks book. She's on Facebook, I think, Meditations with Vanessa or Vanessa Yoga or some shit. Yeah, you can put it in the Where thing. do you want people to contact you? I don't know. With their complaints. <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> I think. Get them to email. I was going to say they could DM me, but I don't think I'm going to be online very much. Not because I'm scared of their <laughs> feedback. Gotta hide from I the just... heat. Gotta wait for this whole thing to blow over. <laughs> I'm just not planning to be on there much. So you can okay. message me. Expect a um, delayed yeah. response. There you go. You can also email us at covermepod at gmail.com. <laughs> Give us questions, suggestions. Complain about uh, just complain yeah, about exactly. Vanessa. Complaints about Vanessa. We'll be sure to forward them to her. Um, yeah, be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, <laughs> Google Play fucking podcast, or whatever they call their version, Apple podcast, Stitcher, yeah, your favorite podcasting app. We're there. Tell your friends about us. We don't have a marketing budget. Tell them what you just were doing for the past two and a half hours. They're worried about you. <laughs> um, <laughs> this bonus segment has gone on entirely too long, yeah. and that is why I'll be releasing it as a separate episode <laughs> later this week. <laughs> That's Probably been our episode idea. of Cover nice, Me. Um, be sure to uh, be sure to follow our guests. So Vanessa, where can people follow you? What should At they Vanessa be looking Nell for? Yoga, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, and then there's podcasts and YouTube. But you'll find that from the other places. <laughs> okay, and John Bell, where, where where can your 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 fans follow you? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Sir John Snow. You can find my YouTube channel at jardev.tube. Oh, that's right. Uh, you can find the Facebook page at facebook.com slash the jardev. Those are the big three. Those are the big three. Be sure to check out his Valentine's video where he makes two games kiss. What? Oh my what, God. what games? You'll have to tune in to find out. Um. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Um, and as we always say on Cover Me... I want to know what cover me is. I want you to show me. <laughs> <laughs>